Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode three of Walk with Ethan, the wrestling podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Black. Today, we're going to talk about the shows from January 6th, the week of January 16th for the 22nd. So let's kick it off with January, Monday, January 16th. So we have Dark Elevation. I already did a full review. You can check it out on the WWE podcast, Wrestling Audio. But all around, know the results very quick. So a trio is actually at the Beast of Burns. That's Maria Shafir and Nala Rose. Team of Ember Sakura to defeat Joni Robbie. Fight Prison Sara, two minutes and one second. Daniel Garcia to become Blackwood, three minutes and 45 seconds. The d- trio's action in Dark Orders. Alex Evil Uno and John Silver to be Ari Devar, Nick Ruiz, and Zach Clean, four minutes and 19 seconds. Tag team action, Lee Fashion, Angle Narbay, Preston Fans, and Roosh. They defeat Diego Fallon's and New Japan's Mysterioso, a minute and 33 seconds. Eight-man tag team action, Ethan Page, Isaiah Cassie, Matt Hardy, up the firm. Teams of what brand color to defeat Chaos Projects, Luther, St. Pritico, and the wingman's Peter Avalon and Ryan Nemeth, four minutes, 41 seconds. One-third the Ring of Honor, six-man tag champs, Brian Cage, defeat Willie Mack, five minutes, 44 seconds. In a Ring of Honor Women's title eliminator match, the champ, Athena, defeat Sam Singh in two minutes, five seconds. In the main event, triple threat tag team match in top flight, that's the series and Dante Martin. Defeat the Cal- Cal- Blackpool Combat Clubs, Kyle Cosfinelli, the Ring of War champ. In the pure champ, Larry Yuta, and also the Butcher to Blade, four minutes and 58 seconds. So that was Dark Elevation there. Now let's go to. Monday Night Raw from January 16th. Live from Cincinnati, Ohio at the Heritage Bank Center. So we kick it off with the bloodline. On this bit, the Usos, Sosko, and Sami Zayn. Just the Usos, Sosko, Jimmy Uso, they've been running Raw and SmackDown over the last few months. But before they could say anything else, they had to address Kevin Owens. Kevin Jay Uso said the Roman Reigns will teach us at the Rumble. That's said every generation will be a Raw 30 next week. And they said they'll also beat the Judgment Day in their Raw Tag Team title match. Speaking of Judgment Day, the music hits, they hit to the ring. Rhea Ripley tells them to stop right there because the only thing the blood needs to acknowledge is that Judgment Day runs Raw. Finn Balor says that they're coming for the bloodline next. And thanks Dominic Mysterio for filling them last week and winning the Tag Team Tomorrow match. Damian Priest tells Finn Balor to take it easy in preparation for his United States title to their six-man elimination match later on. <clears> then <throat> tells the Usos that the Raw titles will be coming back to Raw full time. He says that they'll never stop step to judge for Dick because they're scared. Dominic, Mr. Aston, they're afraid. And then Jimmy asks who they should be scared of. Jay Usos they've been knocked down in every tag team they step to them. And said so they started the ring after being Dominic and his father right back at Money in the Bank 2021. And then they welcome them to the Uso Penitentiary. So Dominic tells the Usos they went out last minute in prison, then calls them wannabes. He says the biggest wannabe is Solo Sokoa. Sokoa doesn't take this kindly. Stares on Dominic. Rhea Ripley answers them between them, and they, then she stares on Sokoa. So Mysterio hits Sokoa with a form, but Sokoa hitbutts him. Usos begin with Judgment Day. Sokoa and Ripley are left in the middle of the ring. So Sokoa tees doing the small spike, but Musa Fali comes in out of nowhere and blinds to kick off their match. So we go to that match now. Mustafa Ali slows Sokoa. Ali delivers a pair of chops to Sokoa, but he fires back with a smaller drop. Hits a running hip attack before Ali hits a pair of draw kicks and a super kick since Sokoa to the outside. 
Ali looks over, but Sola catches him, whatever, right hand, and then hits him with a clothesline. Goes for a cover, only got two count. <clears throat> Sakoa thinks Ali did a corner, then charges him, but Ali rolls out of the ring. He hops on the apron for Sakoa, sends him crashing into the ring post. We get the Unspeed Tag Team Champs to Usos hitting the ringside as the starts the count out. Several Sakoa's win. All of a sudden, we hear Kevin Owens' music hit. He's beginning brawling with the Usos. He sends Jay into the barricade. This is Jimmy in the ring steps. Back inside the ring, Ollie takes a hitch, Janelle DT, goes for the cover, but Sokoa kicks out. Ollie goes to the top, looks for the 450 splash, but Sokoa gets out of the way and hits a small spike to get the win at 5 minutes and 32 seconds. This was a fun over to kick off Raw. I give this 6 out of 10. Then after then after the match, Kevin Owens comes in and hits, gives Solo the stunner. And then hits Sorry, the steel chef. He clears the announce table, lays some coal on top of it. He goes in the barricade, but the Usos beat him down. But Kevin Owens fights them off. And then he starts by tossing chairs on him, but the officials run to hold off Kevin Owens. Good way to end that segment. Then we go back to Bobby Lashley. He said he's there's only one Almighty. He said he'll make five superstars tap out to the Hurt Lock. Then he puts the US champ Austin Theory on those and does we put away for good. Then we come back from break, we get a video package of Cody Rhodes discussing his pectoral injury and his journey of recovery. Then he announced he'll be making his return at the Royal Rumble. We go somewhere, Then we go back to Byron Sexton. He's been trying to go over Adam Pierce, but it hasn't been due to multiple wrestlers playing their case for the Royal Rumble match. Then he introduces the Elias and he has hell of a year. His vengeance tour begins now. MVP walks out, Pierce off, says Elias not to go talk to Pierce because the winner is a done deal. Elias challenges that notion that he has been relevant for said MVP's been relevant for years. MVP says he talks like that, then he'll get a match with the 2023 Royal Rumble and Elias sets challenge. And he's a fucking idiot because he thought MVP was facing him, but we'll get to that later. Our second match, Street Profits, that's Andrew Docks, Montez Ford. Goes against Sean Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. Benjamin goes straight for Montez Ford. He takes him out, then takes on Andrew Docks with a German suplex. Alexander Ford takes in Ford, goes to the top row, hits a crossbody, hits a layer, then sends him onto the apron. Alexander uh, drags Ford out there, jump on the outside. He tries to go for a German suplex, but Ford blocks it. Alexander hits, uh, knocks Ford off the apron. Then we see MVP come to the ring as we go to commercial break. We come back from break. Benjamin gets the tag. He sends Ford in the corner before Dawkins tags himself and hits a couple of lyrics of Benjamin. Ford's back opens before splash in the corner. Ford gets a tag. He hits the goes to climb. Ford tags and climbs to the top row. Hits the from the heavens frog splash. Goes for the cover, but Alexander broke the count up. Ford takes him over into Guri. Dawkins is the tags in. Alexander takes himself in. Then he got sent to the outside to take out Ford. Dawkins follows suits. Benjamin hits Dawkins with a knee from Alexander. Benjamin or MVP distracted referee. Uh, Alexander has the cover, but Andrew Dawes rolls up the fall to get the win. At 9 minutes and 15 seconds. Great. Fun little tag team match between these two teams. I give this 5 out of 10. Then after the match, we see Benjamin Alexander argue with MVP. Then we go backstage. Kathy Kelly, Kathy Kelly is is with the Judgment Day. She asks Finn Balor how he feels into his match later on the show. And then everyone's ready for the match. It's him. Also, we see Alpha Academy walks as his Judgment Day barely snuck past them. Before Ripley tells Gable... Not to make her do something she doesn't regret. 
and then they told them to, to walk away. So Gable said, oh, he's got on the steps and then walks away. Then we got Becky Lynch coming out to the ring. She calls Bailey out. So Bailey doesn't appear. That she asks Bailey what she's doing for damage control. Basically, rags her on, calls her uh, Karen, Karen Dope, etc. <clears throat> so damage control finally hits her the ring. Bailey rags on Lynch and she must have forgotten her name because she, she's Bailey, not Karen. Lynch tells her she's a Karen. Not that she forgot her name. So Bailey tells her that that was a mature of her. Well, she all these names. There's reaction to her loss. Lynch reminds her of her match in 2015 before Bailey accused her to take her spot on Raw at SmackDown at WrestleMania. Lynch says she's missing the fact that she was kept in NXT because she was the leader of the locker room as NXT Women's Champion. She said she was never meant to change the game or be the first ever made of it at WrestleMania 35, but she worked. Harder than anyone else to get where she is. She said no. She knows Bailey loves wrestling too, but she whines and blames everyone but herself. Bailey responds that fans know nothing about her. She only became the man because she was punched by another woman, Nia Jax, but they won't say it on air. Then Lynch said maybe she should punch Bailey now and ask if she's going to keep on the woman's tag champs, Dakota Kai and Neo Sky. Bailey asked if she had a problem facing her inside of a steel cage at Raw 30. Bailey has said that there's no problem. Lynch said that's official. Dang, that's statement. That was they, she did Bailey dirty with that cup punching comment to get her popular. That was dirty, but I can't wait for the cage match on Raw tomorrow. Then we go backstage. We see Dolph Ziggler warming up before Mustafa Ali walks in, sarcastically congratulates him at the Nassans. Enjoy having opportunities handed to him. Seriously, he should have known better than not. Should have known better than anything than nothing. Just hand on WWE. Ali loses temper, just punches him right in the face. As Sigler's down on the ground. That's when stuff break. We come back for break. Elijah's already in the ring. He waits inside. MVP comes in the ring in his suit. He says Elijah seems confused. There was a communication breakdown. He said he won't be facing him, but he'll face the 2023 Royal Rumble. That brings out almost. How the fuck did Elias not know that? Like, come on. Like, MVP's not entering the Rumble. Well, he might, but he's not winning it. But anyway... We got the return of almost who we haven't seen in like weeks. So we got a third match. Elias was almost. Oh god, I gotta review this. Almost falls in the corner, hits a big boot. Elias goes to the outside, catch breath. Almost follows him. Elias rings up right hands and then left hands and jumps on him. But almost sends him off his back and sends him into the ring post. Elias gets out of the way, but almost crashes into the post. Elias goes to the outside, picks up his guitar, but almost grabs it and breaks it. They get back in the ring and before Elias delivers three jumping knees, climbs to the top, but almost catches up and plants him with a double hand choke slam for the win at two minutes and 25 seconds. It was just there. Like, fuck. It was just there. Two out of ten. Then we go backstage. Brian Sykes is with Adam Pierce. Pierce puts over Raw 30 before Akira Tazawa walks it. Eric quests to be put in the Royal Rumble match. He volunteers himself for a match to prove himself and Pierce that he can make that happen. <laughs> match number four, tag team match with a Judgment Days, Damian Priest. And Dominic Pierce going against Alpha Academy guys, Chad Gable and Otis. So Dominic and Chad Gable start the match. They do some mat wrestling. Gable was going to do a Greco-Roman lock, but tricks Mysterious. Mysterious fell on, her, on his face. So he takes in Priest. Priest sends Gable to the outside, but Gable immediately gets back in. Priest goes for a super kick, but Gable catches it and tries to reverse it to the ankle lock. 
but Priest escapes into them in the corner. Otis gets a tag in and Otis takes down Priest before Dominic and Gable get tagged back in this match. Mysterio Lowbridge is Gable to the outside that sends us to a break. We come back from break. Mysterio sends Gable to the outside. Priest gets taken. Priest hits a rolling elbow, followed by a jump back over, then connects with a suplex. He sets Gable on the top turnbuckle, clocks him with a forearm before tagging him Mysterio. Dominic meets Gable on the top row, but Gable knocks him off and hits a flying crossbody halfway across the ring. That was a... I don't know how he did that. I thought he was going to miss that. Before we get a tag him for the two big men in the match, Priest and Otis. Otis levels Priest with a splash and a lariat, hits a body slam, goes for the cover, but Priest kicks out. Otis hits the caterpillar. Then he sends to the top rope, try to go for some, but Priest meets him up there, hits self a heaven. Gable clocks him with a German suplex. Dominic rolls him up, but Gable kicks out too. Before transition to the ankle lock, Rhea Ripley distracts the referee, allowing Priest to hit Gable with a self a heaven. Dominic rolls over and gets the win. At 11 minutes, this was a fun tag team match. Give Judgment or when I have the Raw tag team tile match on Raw 30. Did we get a video package honoring Martin Luther King for Martin Luther King Jr. Day? Did we get her? So our fifth match is me AM going one on one with one half of the women's tag team champs, EO Sky. Master of the lockup, Mitchin Michin delivers a draw kick, then hits a right hand. Eo sends the top, delivers a draw kick, then falls up with double knees. Michin delivers a chop. Sky manages to get a locks in a modified crossface. But Michin reverses the lock into a cover, but got a two count. Sky hits a double chop, but Michin managed to hit a neckbreaker, followed by a couple kicks and a draw kick. She tries to eat the feet, but the Kodakai distracts the referee. That allows Candace relay. Kinsley knocks her off the apron. Oh no, sorry, I got ahead of myself. Distracts the referee, loves Kai to rub Mecha for a two count. Kinsley distracts a Kai before knocking her down. Eoskai loves her with a draw kick, then allows Mecha to hit eat defeat for the win. At four minutes and 40 seconds. This was too short, but these two have better matches than XT. The crowd here insists on anywhere dead for this match. I hear this match 5 out of 10. That sets up Michin and LaRae, probably the next challenger for the women's tag team titles. Then after the match, K, Dakota Kai, Dakota K. Kai attacks Michin, but LaRae takes her out. Then we get a video package recapping the feud between Raw Woman Champ Bianca Belair and Alexa Bliss. Also, Uncle Howdy showing up to visit Bliss. So Bianca Belair makes her way down to the ring. She tells the fans that she misses them. Issues that the job of being a professional wrestler comes through risks. So I had to take a drink. She said, even what Bliss done her, she would still face, show her face again and again and again with every risk comes reward of her main, the Raw Women's Champion before she calls her out. So Alexa Bliss's music hits. She hits the ring. Bliss and Baylor fears her because she's unpredictable. Then she said the rumble is around the corner. Baylor cuts her off and asks if she, if, she has, if she wants to wait to WrestleMania, so she offers her a match at the Rumble. But Bliss asks what the catch is. Baylor says it's up to her either enter the Royal Rumble match or take, get a shot at the Royal Women's title match. So Bliss accepts the title match. So Bliss looks walked away. Baylor says she'll be seeing her tonight. So we get a big brawl. Baylor sends Bliss into the barricade multiple times and throws her steps. 
but Alexa Bliss sends her over the barricade. Then we hear this fan in the crowd with Honor Lily Dog chant for Bliss. But we see Bianca Bar rising up behind the crowd. Barricade takes out Bliss. Use a beater that she's up two chairs. She tries to go for the KOD on them, but before we get she can hit it, Uncle Howdy appears at one of the entrances into the arena. That distraction allows Bliss to connect with a DDT to Blair on the floor. So that sets up the Raw Women's title match for the Royal Rumble this Saturday. Then our sixth match, we got Bronson Reed going with Akira Tosawa. Bronson Reed drags Tosawa to the mat. Tosawa hits a drop before he crashes into Reed. Reed hits a splash and a body into the back elbow. But Tosawa comes back with a series of kicks and falls over to Herc around that since Judd. Sorry, Bronson Reed to the outside. Call him his new Japan name by accident. He hit the Tobi Suicida. Connects, looks for a cannonball up the but Bronson catches him and powerballs him into the barricade. Then hits a running short tail off the apron, throws him back in there, and hits the tsunami for the win at 4 minutes and 20 seconds. This was pretty much a squash match, but a character is great to get in the ring to bump around for the big men. So then we go backstage, Bronson, Barnes Saxon. See, look, I keep messing up names. I apologize. Bronson, see, look, I did it again. Barnes Saxon is with Seth Rollins. Rollins is that he, he thought he was out of the U.S. title pitcher. They pull him right back in. He voices excitement for the upcoming Fatal Six Elimination Number Contenders match. Then he said he'll win the Royal Rumble for the second time and then go on to main event WrestleMania. Then after the break, Corey Grace Kevin Patrick right on the car for next week's Raw. But I'll get to that after I review this real quick. So our main event, the Fatal Six-Way number one contest elimination match for the U.S. title. The Miz, Finn Balor, Dolph Ziggler, Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, and Baron Corbin, all former United States champions. And yes, Corbin did hold the U.S. title back in 2017, where he wanted a Hell in a Cell to be an AJ Styles and Sean Spears, known as Ty Dillinger back then. Only held for two months, so it's pretty forgettable. So the Masters of all six men brawling that took us to a commercial break. We came back from break. Rollins and Balor are training right hands in the middle of the ring. Dolph Sigurds and Miz hit first off the announce table. Well, Lashley's problem with Corbin. Rollins hits a kick to Balor before Balor returns the favor. JBL stares on Lashley's dragon as Corbin takes him out. Sigurds got into the timekeeper's area by Miz. But Sigurd comes back with Daniel DD off the barricade while Rollins hits a gut bust to Balor. He goes to the top of but Corbin stops him. Balor joins him and they look to hit a double suplex, but Bobby Lashley jumps in there and takes him all down with a powerbomb. Lashley tries to hit a spear on Rollins, but Rollins ducks out of the lane. Lashley collides with the ring post. Sigurd falls up with a zigzag. Miz connects with the Skull Crash finale. He goes for the cover, but Lashley kicks out at two and then rolls to the outside. Miz hits some yes kicks. Balor tried to roll Miz, but the Miz kicked out and hits yes kicks to Balor. Then he sets his sights on Ziggler. He walks into figure four. Ziggler reverses the lock into a reverse figure four. And Rollins takes advantage, hits the curse on to the Miz to eliminate him. That is the first elimination of the match. That sends us to a break. We come back from break. Corbin is being down Rollins in the corner. His back goes after Ziggler. Balor whips Corbin into Ziggler, then throws him into Rollins. Corbin goes to the outside and Lashley takes him down a short tackle. Corbin and Balor double teams in the ring post. Balor gets out of the ring and Rollins hits a bunch multiple kicks from Lariat. Hits a jump in the off the apron to Balor. He steals Corey Graves' water ball, takes a sip and 
spits in the face of Theory, who was on commentary for the match. Then he gets back there and hits a kick, or sorry, before he gets back, he hits a kick to Theory's head. He gets back there and Corbin takes him out. Ziggler and Rollins double team to the right hands. And then hit Ultra splashes to them in the corner before Ziggler rolls up Rollins for a two count. Rollins hits a suicide dive, Tolpe suicide of Lashley, and Corbin on the outside. Balor goes fine over the top rope and takes out the three takes out three men on the floor. Ziggler sends the top and hits a frog splash. All five men are down. But Ziggler gets back to his feet first, toss Corbin in the ring. Corbin hits a kick to his head and looks for a powerbomb. Ziggler delivers a super kick, hits Lash with a zigzag. Balor gets hit with a super kick, but Rollins catches him with the pedigree to eliminate Ziggler. This is us to another commercial break. We come back from the second commercial break. Balor got thrown into Lashley and Rollins by Corbin. Then hits him with a deep six. That only got a two count. Rollins tries to zoom the corner, but Corbin sends him to the outside. Corbin and Lashley begin the brawl before Lashley hits some shorts in the midsection to Corbin. Then he closes him to the outside. Balor tries to get down Lashley, but Lashley gets the better of him. Rollins goes after Lashley, but Lashley takes him with a double DDT. Then hits Balor with a delayed vertical suplex. Then all of a sudden we see he gets distracted. We see almost an MVP coming down the ringside as Lashley's question they're why they're outside. Corbin takes the finish, delivers a close-on for Ballard, delivers a sling blade, but Rollins sends him to the outside. Then he truck kicks Lashley into the corner and hits it the Dakota Grace. The Cody Gross or Rollins comes out of nowhere, hits a curse on to Ballard that eliminates Ballard. Short down to three, we're down to Baron Corbin, Seth Rollins, and Bobby Lashley. Corbin charges up Rollins over the ring steps, but Rollins catches him. He gets on the apron, almost pulls him down, sets him over the announce table. Corbin gets back in the ring. Lashley catches him with a spear to eliminate Corbin. <clears throat> so Lashley has a word of almost an MVP. That distraction allows the U.S. champ Austin Theory to take advantage of him with the U.S. title. He high-fives almost, try to get high five almost, but almost grabs him by the throat, try to choke him for the announcement, but Theory lands on the table, and Rollins takes him out with a curve stomp. Then Rollins takes out Theory. He gets back there, and he super kicks MVP. Sets his eyes on Lashley as he goes for the curse, but Lashley catches him with the spear to get the win at 26 minutes and 45 seconds. So Lashley will get a shot at the U.S. title on Raw 30. So the, after the match, Theory and Lashley turn out to close out Raw. So excellent match. I give it 7 out of 10. I had to pick one match to go recommend checking out. Be the main event. So tomorrow night's Raw, Raw 30. Austin 3 will defend the U.S. title against Bobby Lashley. The Usos will defend the Raw Tag Team Tales against Judgment Day. Becky Lynch and Bailey inside the Steel Cage. And we got multiple legends showing up for Raw 30. So that was Monday Night Raw for January 16th. Then I'll run down Dark from January 17th. Like, so you can check out my review on the unofficial TV podcast on Wrestling Audio. So Kira Hogan defeats Danica Della Rouge, 2 minutes, 29 seconds. Ring of Honor six-man tag champ Brian Cage with car renders on minute 35. Jericho Operation Society's Dio Garcia and Sammy Cavallaro defeat Brian Cook and Damos four, minute, four minutes and three seconds. Action and Dry defeat Trustbusters already divided five minutes and five seconds. Powerhouse Hobbs defeat Jane in a minute 18 seconds. JS's Andrew Park and Matt Menard defeat Midnight Heat a minute 46. Midnight Heat that consists Eddie Pearl and Ricky Gibson. In the main event, Black Oak Puck Blackpool Combat Clubs is Ring of Honor World Champion Claudio Casanova and Larry Yuta defeat the Butcher and Blade at 8 minutes and 31 seconds. 
So that was dark on January 17th. Now let's go to NXT from January 17th from the Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. So the opening match, we kick off th this week's NXT with a recap of New Year's Eve from January 10th. Then we go to our opening match. Tag team match Carmelo Hayes, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. Teams will go against Apollo Crews and Axiom. Axiom and Williams start off the match for the lockup. Axiom hits a draw kick, but Williams calls back with a pair of short tackles. Then hits a vicious right hand before... Hayes gets a tag in. Axum takes him down, hits an arm drag kick to his head before making the tag to Cruz. Paul Cruz delivers a draw kick before Hayes comes back with one of his own, then plants Cruz with a head scissors. Sends him to the outside as Trick Williams is checking on uh sorry, Apollo sends Hayes to the outside and then Williams checks on Hayes. Then Paul Cruz military presses Axiom over the top onto Hayes and Williams to take him out, sends us to a break. We come back from break, Axiom rolls up Camaro Hayes for a two count. Before he lays him out before Cruz and Axiom deliver Samateri's German suplexes to both men. Cruz got taken out by Williams as Hayes is being down Axiom in the center of the ring. Tricks get taken and continues wearing down Axiom. Third taking control of Axiom before Axiom hits a drop to Williams off the apron, makes a hot take to Cruz. Cruz comes in, hits a big foot on the right hand, followed by his splash in the corner and then Security. There was a military press at a standing 450 splash, then goes for the cover, but Williams broke up the count. Axiom takes him out with the golden ratio on the floor. Hayes looks for nothing but net, but Cruz catches him up, catches him in a roll-up, and gets the win at 10 minutes, 35 seconds. This was a fun opening to kick off NXT. I give it a 6 out of 10. Then we head to a video where Tony D'Angelo and Stacks are on a bridge just from earlier in the week. Stacks asked why they're there, and D'Angelo said bridges can represent both the beginning and the end. He thinks Stacks for putting himself on the line time and time again. And says that this is the end. He will remain loyal. D'Angelo tells Stacks his days of soda being over and tells it's time to be another boss. And then gives up the D'Angelo family crest, leather jacket. Come back from break. Mackenzie Mitchell's backstage with Tiffany Stratton. Mitchell throws a video of Stratton being able to get a dressing room in Indy Harbor and store. Hartwell tells Shrine she doesn't serve around the locker room. The pulse on the sign with her name plays for the entire woman's locker room. Strand said that Hartwell couldn't fit, could fit her whole entire wardrobe in a garbage bag, and she now has shown the entire woman's division. There's only one star in it. We found out we get that match next week. Then we got Toxic Jackson, Gigi Dolan, and JC Jane telling the NXT Universe they told them so after they matched to win the 20. Woman number of terrorist battle last week. They put themselves over, then says, Well, try to eliminate each other. They're a team at the end of the day. Dolan said there's no animosity or jealousy between them. Then says, Talk of trash and revenge towards in full swing before JC Jane put the woman's champ rocks and press on notice. Before Laria Fakiria's music hits, she hits at the ring. She said she should have won that battle world last week. It wasn't for Cora Jean. She said she doesn't see either of them as a champion. Doesn't see a champion either one of them before Jane asks Fakiri where she came from and says they've been champions longer than she's been here. Dolan told her to go back in the line. Fakiri says she sees two women that can't be Perez on her own. Talks before talks tries to start attacking her, but Perez makes the save. Then we get a tag match later that was made later for the show. We go to the Diamond Do Diamond Mine Dojo where the creep has Arbor who wants to face Jinder Mahal next. Before Ivy not attack Tatum Pax, we walk in and Nile screaming at them. She asked what happened to them and said they're far from where they need to be. 
then we come back right we get break we get a live stream from Stevie Turner sure reacts to the the one there's 21 battle royal where Excuse me, sorry about that. Before we get our second match, that's Alba Fargo on with Saul Ruka. They lock up and kick the match up before Ruka trips fire, then hits over to face blaster. That got a two count. Fire comes back with a pair of kicks for her chest. It's a super kick. Then also we see Isla Dawn to watch the match from the I forget what that thing was called. But Alba Fargo is dragged out and allows Soul Ruka to hit the snow statue. That is the flipping cutter out of the corner. To get the win at 3 minutes and 17 seconds. This was a fun little match. I gave it 5 out of 10. We come back for a break. We get a video package from the number one for the North American title, Dijak. He's a came back to NXT to collect damages. And Wesley will fill his bag by getting him championship gold. And then he tells him high damages away. Oh, wait. Sorry. Then we get a video back from earlier in the day where Fig Joseph is with the number one there to the NXT title, Grace of Waller. Waller said New Year's Eve was supposed to be the night he's a NXT, and he had him beat. He said he knew exactly what Braun Baker was going to do, but the reason he's not sitting here as NXT champion was something that was out of control. That is the middle rope snapping. So Joseph asked that he thought Waller, Waller would be crowned NXT champion after delivering a fish's knee, and Waller agrees. He said he sent him the mill to finish him off, but next thing he knew, the referee was counting to 10, and he lost. Then he pulls out a replica, title, replica NXT title. He said, Avengers Day, he will pin Breaker no matter what happens. Great way to pipe up the NXT Tell Steel Cage match for Avengers Day. I didn't like that Waller had to bring out a replica top without. I hate that angle. That is so stupid. We come back from break. We go backstage. Alba Fire sort of back to the throw while the referees from a match earlier in the night before the woman, NXT Women's Tag Champs, Katana Chance and Kane Carr walk and ask her what's going on. Far says she can't win title matches, losing the rookies. She said, uh, Carter said NXT Women's Tag sounds good to her. Oh, I got hit myself. I apologize. Losing the rookies by frustration. Carter and Chance tell her to relax and Fire snaps at them before she said NXT Women's Tag Champ Alba Fire sounds good to her. Carter and Chance said they'll take anyone at any time, but she doesn't have a partner. Fire says she doesn't need one and storms up. That we'll get that match next week as well. Our third match, tag team match, it's Gallus as Mark Coffey and Joel. Well, Joel Gain. Wolf Gain goes against Josh Briggs and Brooks Jansen. So Gallus goes right after them. And then Mark Coffey takes up Briggs on the outside while Wolf Gain's being down Jansen. Or coffee take big sound chance for a bit. Gauss is in control for a bit. Where Josh Price takes him. He sends him to the outside while coffee is just waiting there. He takes some cheap shots and looks for a suplex, but Briggs reverses it and Liberal wants to his own break. Excuse me. We come back from break. Briggs hits a back bite of the coffee. Brooks gets a tag and Jansen hits a spin heel kick. Goes for a suplex, but Mark blocks it. Wolfgang takes a hit and I will drop off the middle rope before sending Jansen. Jensen short first into the ring post and takes in Mark Coffee. Coffee's back right into the Jensen's back, goes for a car but kicks out, hits a stomp, then another right into the spine of Brooks Jensen. Josh Briggs takes and knocks Coffee off the apron, sets him on the apron, draws to the floor with a right hand before hitting a short title off the apron. Earlier in the match, Gallus pulls up part of the, of the floor, exposed concrete. 
Jansen and Brooks Jensen and Coffee were brawn before Coffee slays him on the sports exposed concrete before Brick slows him. He gets him back and hits a side a sidewalk slamming a splash. Fallon Henley checks on Brooks Jensen as medical is called. Then a Keon James shows up. Check on him. Well, medical are helping him up. Briggs and Coffee exchange forms instead of the ring, but Coffee gets the upper hand towards a back elbow. Wolfgang takes in Gallus hits the super kick power slam combo for a win at 11 minutes and 59 seconds. This was a fun little match. I give this six out of ten. Then we go backstage to Chase USC of Hales preparing for a match later on the show. Duke Hudson is hyping her up. Then all of a sudden, an angry Andre Chase walks and plays a video of Hudson talking to another Chase U student. Hudson says Hale needs to win. As a tag match, he and Chase lost a couple weeks, was reflecting badly on them. Chase if Hudson had something to say to him, then he should do it to his face. Hudson said the conversation was taken <clears throat> out of context and deflects the focus into Hale's match. So Hale said, basically, can we talk about later? What she do? <clears throat> then we come back from break. We see Brooks Jansen getting checked by medical officials. Henley storms and asks why James was at ringside. Henley tells Jansen that James is using her, but Jansen said that's not the case. Henley tells him that when he breaks his heart, she won't be to pick up the pieces. Ouch. <clears throat> then match number... <clears throat> Excuse me. Match number four, Thea Hill goes well with Valentina for us. They start the match with a lockup. Before the exchange submissions, the Hill delivers an arm drag. For us, returns a favor, hits a draw kick. Then all of a sudden, Electra Lopez makes her way down the ring as she's watching the match. As Hill <clears throat> looks to roll for us, Fred sits on but counters with a roll of her own. But Hale kicks out, hits a moonsault. As Hudson Andre Chase were arguing on the outside, the referee is distracted. Lopez slides a pair of brass knuckles to Faraz. Faraz decides to get to them. Allowing Hale to hit the sportsmanship for the win at three minutes twenty five seconds. Not a bad match. Thea Hill gets her first win in NXT. I give it four out of ten. Then after the match, that's over. We heads out the arena. We see Carmelo Hayes, who's representing the wrestling club sweater, and Trick Williams. Paul Cruz breaks about his win. Teases Hayes since he needs a fresh cut. He really is bald. Then we see. <clears throat> then we go back to ringside, Vic Joseph, Booker T, and watch the passer, Jay Briscoe. They give their nod, condolences to this family. Then we come back for break. We go backstage to <clears throat> the locker room to Lopez and Ferez. Lopez asks her why she needs to have her help, and Ferez says she didn't want to cheat. Lopez says that it doesn't matter if you play by the rules, you play to win or respect. Then she tells her to watch her match with each true next week. Then we go one hat. Then we got the New Day making their way down there in the XC Tech Champs. Then it would says him and Kofi Kings look good. King says that they dress to impress because they're double petty daily. Said that we'll face they will be facing Gallus at Vengeance Day for the XC Tag Team Tolls after they came out with tenors last week at New Year's Evil. Then also in Petty Daily's music hits, they head to the ring. Alan Price said they look ridiculous, and Kent Wilson as that they were mocking him is funny. Kofi says it is the last at them for failing to come to tenor for the tag titles. Wilson said they have jumped for hoops for another shot at the XC Tag Team Titles. <clears throat> Before Gallus hit music hits and they hit to the ring, Wolfgang tells Prey Deli they don't deserve a shot at the XC Tag Team titles. Wilson said they weren't supposed to be in the match last week, but Coffee says everyone's chance to come. XC Tag Champs are finished now, they're in the back. 
Then they put New Day on notice that their reign is over. Mark coughs the Gallus is about turning up and ruining the fun. Woods is their ready to fight wherever they are. Then all of a sudden, pretty deadly blind slice New Day and Gallus want to attack, but New Day and Gallus get the better of them and sends them out of the ring before they start brawling with the officials coming to separate them. As we found out later in the show, that New Day will defend the XD Tech Laws against both Pretty Daily and Gallus in a triple threat match. <coughs> Excuse me. We are back. We come back from the break. We see Fick Joseph is sitting with the NXT champ, Braun Breaker. Breakers are no one to see the NXT Tom Imagineers evil go down like he did. He's he was blindsided, robbed by the D. He delivered for the Melrose broke for a second time. It says all questions will be answered at Vengeance Day inside the cage. Fick Joseph addressed the upcoming steel cage match, and Breaker says he can't think about a scenario where there's nowhere for Waller, Waller to run or high. He says he won't be climbing over the cage to win, but will pin or submit him to sell the ring. He says Waller will be a terrible person to NXT due to his selfish attitude. He says he'll get everyone a definitive winner on February 4th. So we go back to ringside. <clears throat> Harry Benar is holding a guitar and a mic's up in the center of the ring. Is in honor of his album in the top 40 once by NXT Universe, a song of it. But before he could, Tyler Bates' music cuts him off and he makes his way down the ring. So we go to that match now. Tyler Bates was one of Harry Bernard. Tyler Bates offers his hand, but Bernard was going to sh- shake it, but Bates moves it away before he can do so. So they lock up. Bates hits a draw kick and an arm drag. Bernard delivers a thumb to Bates' eye, then follows up with a clothesline. Those are a series of right hands, but Bait fires by one of his own. He plants Bernard before delivers a boot to the midsection and uppercut. Bait delivers a suplex followed by Station Star Press. A couple of right hands, and then the Tyler Driver 97 for the win. At three minutes, four nine seconds. A little good return match for Tyler Bait, who will win since his Worlds Collide back in September. Excuse me. And that Tyler Driver 97 looked nasty as Bernard went. Back of his neck. I hope he is okay. So we go backstage. We see Fallon Haley apologize to Brooks Jansen after her answer earlier tonight before revealing that she would team with Keon James next week. Then we are sixth and final match to be event tag team action. The women's champion Roxanne Perez, he's Gloria Fakaria, go gets toxic, toxic attraction as G Dolan and Gigi Dolan. So Perez fires up some forms to Jason Jane before she sends her deal. So I hit the Tope Suicida. She sends her back in the ring, takes in Valkyria. Valkyria hits serious kicks before taking Perez back in. They go back and forth with the tagging in and out before Gigi Dolan takes in and Valkyria, hit, Valkyria hits an arm drag. Perez gets taken in since Gigi Dolan crashed into the map. Jason Jane makes a blind tag and comes in with some right hands. Sends her into the corner and hits a hip attack. Tags back in Dolan. Dolan Seriously kicks to her head, then takes Jane back in. Toxic tracks and is in control. As JCJ knocks Valkyrie off the apron, looks for a suplex, but Precious Case hits a sling bait. Gigi Dolan and Larry Valkyrie get tagged in. Valkyrie hits a pair of clotheslines, full by serious kicks, hits a suplex, goes to the top of the core. Jade runs out while the referee is distracted and pushes her off. Then Perez and Jane get tagged in. Perez is Run as right hands as Fakiria hits a crossbar off the apron and her core Jade are brawling to the backstage. Well, the referee's trying to Dolan hits a super kick. JTJ was trying to set one up for her own, but Perez ducks out of the way and actually hits Jane. Actually, hits Dolan. Perez takes her down with a side rush and legs and hits the pop rocks for the win. 
at six minutes 48 seconds fun little main event i give it six out of ten just giving a little preview of the nxt women's title match at Vengeance day so we're on the curve for nxt This week coming. So on January 24th, this Tuesday, we have Electra Lopez goes along with Wendy Chu. Katana Chance and Kane Carr defend the NXT Women's Titles against Abba Fire. Tiffany Stratton and Indy Harbour go one on one. And Valentine and James are in tag team action. So that's this Tuesday, January 24th. So that was NXT for January 17th. Then I'll run down AW Dynamite from this past Wednesday. On January 18th, so Orange Cassidy retained his all length title against Jay Lethal, 9 minutes, 7 seconds. Top flight, Dante Martin, Darius Martin defeat the two-thirds of the trio's champions, the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, 12 minutes and 12 seconds. Ricky starts to beat Jake Hager, 6 minutes, 24 seconds. Brian Dielson defeat Ben Dio, 17 minutes and 52 seconds. Tony Storm defeat Will Nightingale, 7 minutes and 13 seconds. In the main event, Darby Allen retained his TNT title against Kushido. Kushida, 13 minutes. And 38 seconds. That was our only show for Wednesday, January 18th. So now we'll go to Impact. We'll go Thursday, January 19th. So our first show we'll cover will be Impact. So we kick it off with a Evermore graphic for Jay Briscoe. Tom Hennepin offers prayer and thoughts on behalf of Impact Wrestling to Jay's family, Mark and Natar. Briscoe family. Then we get highlights from Hard to Kill. And then we get the new knockout champion, Mickey James. She has my thanks to fans. She said, even though the last radio is over, rodeo is over, hardcore country will live forever because there's a new knockout champion in the house. Mickey James soaks in his chance. She's about to thank the crowd again, but she was interrupted by Bully Ray. Bully Ray stands in front of James, pointing at the ramp. James tried to talk, but Bully Ray said he he didn't say he didn't talk. He says he's going. He's he's saying to leave. He keeps insisting that she leaves, but James looks in the crowd and wants to see not a person. Bully leave the ring. Mick James says bully can do it whenever I get out of her ring. Bully said James is whatever flap her gums. She says it's not James ring. Bully said James was in the maven a hard to kill. When Bully tried to claim he was in the maven, the crowd shouted with yes she was. Chance. But we know that he's the maven because he sold the arena, but the crowd's chant for Mickey James. Before he came to the company, no one thought about impact. Bully said he made Josh Alexander popular on social media and news outlets. If it wasn't for him, Josh Alexander would be a nobody. Before he says now, he gives permission for James to talk. So Mickey mocks him for always talking about himself. He's she said the only news headline been is him tapping out. Crowd chants you tap out. Bully says, giving James one more warning. She so happens if he doesn't go away. Bully James says, James needs to pick her next words wisely. So she honestly respects Bully when it comes to how Bully acts the man. He has shown his true colors. James says, Bully is a bitter bully. Throws tantrum tantrums. Doesn't get what he wants. She says, she's well aware of what Bully does to women in the ring. But if he wants Mickey out of the ring, then he's got to take her take her out, out of it. Then all of a sudden, Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans... Made their uh, entrance after Bully dropped his mic. 
steals a flavor was in the room in Atlanta. She said she's not the biggest Bully Ray fan because Bully military players are at Bound for Glory, not call your shot, call it. But Bully wants to get all, <clears throat> all upside Mickey's head. She wants front row seat to watch that. So Steelers confronts her. Ash change which celebrate Cotel Craft for starting the last radio rodeo. Asked her James can't beat her. James shoves, shoves Steels when Steels got up on her face. Bully encouraged Steels to not to take that from Mickey. He said that Mickey James is just a two-bit champion. Tasha says she doesn't care about Master Slimovich or Joe Grace being a hitter and why officially she's gonna come back, take the doctor's toe that belongs to her. Steels offered to help Bully pop James off her head. Before Savannah does it, Savannah Evans punches her down. They put the puts in Mickey. Bully Ray's about to get tail, but Jordan Grace and Frankie Kazarian mix, runs out to clear them. All of a sudden, the director of authority, Santino Morello, makes his entrance. He says Trevor, what match he can make up. So all of a sudden, Ernest the Cat Miller makes his entrance. Uh, Miller said he, he's here because he lives in Atlanta. He used to be a commissioner on WCW Nitro, which is true. Miller recommended that everyone around the ring should have a match. Bully Ray tried to walk off. Bully said he doesn't want to listen to WCW rejects like Miller. Santino calls Bully Bobby Ray and told him to get back in the ring or else he's fired. So he books a six-person uh, tag match before Miller ends up with the, somebody call my mama line. <clears throat> so we got a six-person tag match. We got the knockout champion. Mickey James, Jordan Grace, Frank Sarenko gets Tasha's deal with Savannah and Bully Ray. So Grace and Steel start the match off. Steel hits some strikes and the pressure Grace in the corner. But Grace comes back with a body slam before Evans takes in. Grace hits Evans with a body slam. Then she asks for Bully Ray to be taken. But Bully turns his back to her. So Evans takes the advantage of distraction. Tackling Grace to the corner. Bully trash talks her while Savannah's in control. Grace gets out of escape. It's case of Fort Nelson hits a back elbow and brings in Mickey James. She slaps Evans and kicks her. Before Savannah Evans sends Mickey into the corner, Bully Ray continues his trash talk. Evans would close on to James. Bully Ray pulls Mickey's here for a cheap shot. Bully Ray tags and body slams Mickey James. Bully continues his trash talk to Mark James before she slapped him. Bully body slams her. She ta he takes in Evans to pick up scraps. <clears throat> the heels are taking control of Mickey James. Tattoos locks in a sleeper, but Mickey escapes before she hits a Hercarana. Before Steels hits her with a pump kick for a two count. The heels take control of the ring. Before yeah. Mickey does a judo roll and takes in Grace. Grace takes on Savannah Evans and touches her with her hands. Hits Steels with Mirror Orb before a diving elbow combo. Hits Steels with a fader bomb. Goes for the cover. Bully Ray broke it up. Grace picks up Bully in a fireman's carry bowl. He skips and hits Grace with a chop. Kasirian falls and hits a flying right hand since Bully to your ringside. That steals punches Kasirian, but no sold hers, but got sold Savannah Evans. Kasirian pulls Evans and he tries to stagger them. Grace dumps Evans to the ring up for the Lariat before James hits the top rope thrust pass for the win. Not a bad match. I give five out of ten. Yeah, after the match, Slim Masa Slimovich don't look for the knockers. Tell who won a fit of four match hard to kill. Has an envelope in her hand. Slimovich uh, gives James the envelope, which is the calling card. It's an eight by ten photo of her opponent with an X on it. 
but Mickey kisses the photo pie, faces her with it, and they face off in the ring. We find out they will meet at No Surrender for the Knockouts title in February. Then we go backstage. Kenny King is uh, shadow boxing ahead of his pit fight match with Mike Bailey later in the show. Then we go somewhere else backstage. Santino Morel enters the Cat Miller are chatting. Santino says he's going to book six former Impact World Champions in a match called the Golden Six Shooter Match to find out who will be Josh Alex. He calls him Josh Alex. Alexandros. Next time we'll up for the world title at No Surrender. So he books one half of the world Impact World Tag Champs, Chris Saban, Eddie Edwards. And you also see four animals in the line in the match. A rhino, a swan, Rich Swan, Moose, and Callahan. That will be saving Callahan. Satino asks Miller for advice. Miller said Miller just had the ball is hurt. Then all of a sudden, Derry Dangle approaches Santino and he has and Cynthia has him for a fight. Steve Macklin cuts a nice wise line in the number one contender school on six shooter match, basically a fatal six way elimination match. Drew Dangle asks if you could have a match against Macklin. Macklin says, Since you asked, pal, since so Tina books the match. <clears throat> Our second match, Dion Peraza goes on with Ashley Dan Boyce. Dion Peraza is just torn around with dominant offense. She dominates for a few minutes with chain wrestling. But Dean Boys comes back with a series of arm drags for Barazzo blocks his onto flip hitter with a knee drop. Barazzo locks her in the modified surfboard before centering the before uh Dean Boys ties her to the corner. Dion back up with a big boot. Barazzo hits her with a backbreaker. She comes up but broke up her own pin. Ashley dodges the apron, hits Barazzo with a high kick, hits a rolling neckbreaker, but Barazzo comes back with a big boot powerbomb before. She drills her to the mount with the Queen's Gambit for the win. So Dion Prasso gets the win. Do we see Gia Miller? So she's on an investigation to find PCO below the arena. Miller recaps PCO being buried by Eddie Edwards and making his return hard to kill. Miller is investigating the basement of the arena. <clears throat> and she found PCO in a random storage room. PCO was tweaking out doing his usual PCO face. He was banging in cage on Italy and Yelled Eddie, sorry, Miller mm-hmm. yelped in fear. Exhibition champ Trey Miguel sat down next to Ashley Dean Boys to graduate for a good match. She thanks him for the kind words. He says that he the thing smells like disrespect. So she pointed out how Trey defects the exhibition top by spraying paint. Miguel calls uh, Ashley toots, toots before Mike Jackson shows him confronted him to show respect to women. So he, Miguel says, "What's in the Pinocchio in the park?" Miguel said that Jackson probably has had not, knows how to respect all women even from prehistoric times. Before Jackson challenges him to an exhibition match this Thursday on Impact, Miguel agrees, and that exact same. Just one sec. Our third match, Killer Kelly goes along with Taylor Wilde. Killer Kelly hits the Sato Suplex on Wilde. Wilde works her foes to a lay drop. Wilde puts her in Andre and Hammerlock. Killer Kelly did a walker and a killer clutch. But Wilde uh, escaped it. They're trained Irish Swift and Shoreham strikes before Taylor Wilde locks her in the guillotine choke. Killer Kelly tapped her in the corner, hits a pump kick for a two count. They're going back and forth for Taylor White hits a code breaker, then hits her with a draw kick for a two count. Taylor White double stomps and drapes Caleb's head on the apron, goes for a gun or two count. 
Taylor with some right hands with Killer Kelly no sold them. Killer Kelly hits her with hip butts and hits her with a suplex in the turnbuckle. Hit the draw kick for a two count. Taylor Wild refers to Killer Clutch into the wall ride for a two count. They trade roll ups before Killer Kelly locks her in the Killer Clutch for the submission win. This was a fun match. I give this five out of ten. Then we go to footage from before the impact where the designs Angels and Khan defeat Delirious and Eli Iramara. So Diener ordered Callahan to enter the ring and beat up Delirious, so he reluctantly gives Delirious a catcher's driver. And we see the same account leaning over a production crate, looking nervous. The design were behind him. Diener said joined the design with a seven-step initiation process. Diener said he passed the first step by shaving his head. And the second step in the orders earlier. He said next week is step three when he competes in the number one contenders match. Theater told him to win the match and eventually bring the impact world title to the design. Big Con mm -hmm. says if Callahan loses, there will be consequences. We go backstage to Satya Morella chatting with the impact world champion Josh Alexander. Satya said the going six shooter match was like a penner because it's like guns and six shoot figures. Alexander, he was okay with the match because he's always down for a challenge. Alexander left me say he was happy Morella was here before Joshua Shaw and Jal Fidel confronted him. Shaw talked about how she keeps getting portrayed with recent tag teams, VXT, and the influence. She said it was her fault. Their last team, last tag teams broke up again, VXT and the influence. Shaw said she penned the depth dolls last week on her digital media show. And she said, no, Shaw did not go with the tag team titles. Satio said that was fine, but Shaw needed to find a partner. So Santino Rimley calls over Alicia Edwards, who's passing by, but she said, Ew. Now Roman also refused to be her tag team partner. Santino said he'll find a tag team soon, but that's her because someone likes Shaw. Before Jai said he likes Shaw. Then we got Steve Mangle. Our fourth match, Steve Mangle is one with Dirty Dango. Mangle takes on Dangle with a kidney punch. He's in control. Dangle blocks his hunt of flipping a right hand a lay drop. Hits Mag with an arm trap suplex, chops him around the ring, but Mag comes back with a jawbreaker and a close on for a two count. He takes control for Dangle, hits a back suplex. Then hits Mag with a rank uppercuts. He did some hip thrusts and then hits a leg drop followed by Falcon Arrow. He tries to go for the last dance, so that's the top of leg drop on Macklin, rolls to ringside. Dang, Dirty Dangle hits Mag with a dub and axle on the ramp. Macklin blocks a no dealer backdrop hits a tree rose but then hits with the KIA for the win. Great match between not a, almost a squash match, but it wasn't too bad. Then we go backstage. We see GM Miller is with the major players. That's how the cable Ace Austin and Chris play a bowl club challenge to a tag match next week. Brian Myers and both teams have been screwing each other over the last few months. Before Moose confronted them, tell how Myers bad luck said ever since he lost a digital media tell to Joel Hendry. Matt Carter said he understood that Moose is trying to manipulate him into his duos, but he agrees that Joel Hendry is acting like the king of the internet. Before Carter says, I am the king of the internet. Carter said, after they take care of Bull Club, he's going to go take the digital media tell back to where it belongs. <clears throat> Before Moose says he'll hold Cardona to that. Then we go backstage. Mike Bailey is shadow boxing as well. Then we get a sit down interview with Dave LaGreca with his co host of Busting Open Radio, Tommy Dreamer. LaGreca said it's honored to conduct his interview on Impact. 
he's a, the whole situation has been tough because he's friends with both Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer. Dreamer, so he's still friends with LaGreca. And he also he doesn't talk to Bully Ray anymore because Bully's been trying to get Dreamer kicked off, busted open. LaGreca asked Dave if there's any way to mend their relationship. Dreamer said he, he keeps talking about how Bully keeps holding over. Dreamer said he got his gigs and busted over an impact, but not how Dreamer got him into ECW and attacked him with D1. Dreamer said Tom will using everyone. Dreamer said he doesn't want to deal with Bully's negativity. Before Tom will have, he doesn't like lying because he affects people. He said he may lose matches but never to war. Before he said him and Bully will go to war, Greg Greg got instant interview. Then we get an ad for Rebellion on April. Then our main event, a pit fight match. Mike Bailey versus Kenny King, pretty much a blood sport match where you only win by knockout or submission. Kenny King with a double leg takedown. Uh, Bailey tried to go for a TKD, but King avoids that. He drags Bailey to the guard. Bailey does some Taekwondo jabs and then doing some Muay Thai defense. King got into the ring top by Bailey with an arm drag. They're training close quarter strikes. King takes Bailey down with a bring side with a boot. Bailey tried to get back in, but, he, but King hits him with another big boot. King sends Bailey into the steel steps. Then he locks it the karma, but Bailey blocks it. They're training kicks before he hit him with a palm to the sternum. Take the breath right out of him. And the King goes out with a judo dragon on the ramp before he hits him with a drive-by knee. Bailey got busted on King was working on that as we go to break. We came back from break. Bailey tried to do his rapid kits, but Kenny King reversed with an explorer suplex. Hits some Muay Thai cling strikes. Then there's some dragon screw. Try to go for a handstand kick, but uh, Bailey countered a Sparta kick. Well, rapid Taekwondo axe kick combo kicks. They go back and forth. Bailey hits King with a palm strike combo. King walks in the figure four. But Bailey puts the pressure on. They fall to the ringside. Bailey hits speedball hits King with a threshold kick. He runs the stage and hit a karate jump kick. Then he climbs up to the buckle of his ring post, hits a spiral tap. That was pretty cool. King reverses ultimate weapon with a punk kick, hits a spine buster on the apron, and hits him with trouble in paradise. He falls up with a heel hook, but Bailey was still alive in the match. Puts him another one. But before Bailey, he chucks a chair at King and then hits him with mouse strikes. He survived a Juji Kajami attempt. Bailey hit him with a standing ultimate weapon. Mount Punch is going to defend referees have a ball and check King before Bailey put a chair on him. Hits a curb stomp. Concerto style. The referee calls for a bell. So Bailey wins by knockout. If this was an excellent meet event, I recommend going checking this match out. So for this Thursday's uh, impact, we got the tag team match. Ace Austin and Chris Bay at Bullet Club versus the major players as Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. For the knockouts tag team titles, it's Deck Dolls. That'll be Rosemary and Ty Fackery defend Valkyrie goes against Disha Shaw and to be determined. I know who it is, but I'm not going to spoil it. Trey Miguel defends the X Division title against Mike Jackson. And then a number one contender six man elimination match to where it gets an impact while Tom match at no surrender. One half of the impact world tag champs, Chris Saban, Sam County, Moose, Eddie Edwards, Rich Sean, and Rhino. And then the no surrender card so far, non spoilers. Mickey James defends the knockout tug against Masa Slimovich. And Josh will defend the impact world tug against the winner of the six man match. 
So that was impact for January 19th. And we go to MLW Fusion, also January 19th. So we kick it off with Gia Scott versus Trisha Dora. Scott takes out Dora with some strikes, but Dora fights back with chops. They'll roll up for a two count. She works on the arm, but Scott fights, gets out with an elbow. Followed by a small drop for a two count. She hits him quarter offense, then hits a neck breaker, but Dora fights back with a crossbody. In the corner, followed by hip attack. Then a pullback powerbomb, got it from a door that got a two count. Then a German suplex for the bridge, got a two count. For Scott comes back with a ripcord elbow, then a slap, but a door cuts out with the Lyriot Tubman for the win. Fun little opener kickoff fusion. Then we get a video patch about Sam Adonis coming to MLW in the near future. Our second match, Alex, Alex Price goes along with TJ Crawford. Price with a quick side headlock, then flips away from Crawford a few times and dances. Then a roll walker from Price. Before Crawford avoids a corner attack and lands a kick to the body. Before connected with a springboard stunner. Crawford with a chop and around chop in the corner. And then Crawford hits an uppercut, but Price fights back. The only got caught in a wheelbarrow suplex. Price looks at the fire and hit a stiff elbow, but flips out of the back suplex. He climbs the ropes after he connects with a kick, but TJ Crawford meets him up there and hits him with a kick and meets him up there. Crawford tries to go for his hands on flip powerbomb, but Crawford stops that and hits a kick to the leg. Running double stomp into the tree of well position, followed by an old from Price, then in its carry. Hits a say senton. Crawford avoids a kick, hits a pop-up knee in the back, then followed by the warning shot, but only got a two count. Price knees out of a suplex, gets into a small package for two count before he hits a before Crawford gets laid over the back kick, then a head kick from Price. Hits a diamond block button and it falls up with the surprise kick for the win. So Alex Price defeats TJ Crawford. The commentary team runs down some upcoming stuff for MLW. We get a video from Alicia Tao. Should we update us on the MLW World Title last night's standing match? Did we get an update on an upcoming trip to Mexico from MLW? Then we got one half of the World Tag Team Champions, EJ Naduka, who wants more money for the last minute standing match with the World Champ Alexander Hammerstone. But since he'll begin it, <clears throat> then our main event, Jacob Fortuna, goes with Dragon Gate's Ben K. We get some stalling at first as Fall 2 and the world champ Alex Hammerstone drawing each other. That sends us to a break. We come back, Fall 2 lands some strikes on Ben K. Ben K fights back from a short boss, but he can't, can't send Fall 2 over. Fall 2 hits a right hand to drop him. <clears throat> ben K hits a short tackle and takes him down. They run into each other. Some corner work stays as Fall 2 starts running the rain. Fall 2 blocks a scoop slam, hits a knee to the body, but Ben K charges Fatu in the corner and dodges so he posts off. Fatu with a triple jump up area moonsault, but Ben K rolls out of the ring and tries to recover. They brawl around ringside. They get back in. Fatu sits up a chair, trying to assist Sabu style dive, but he slips on the top rope and drops to the metal and holds his leg. Ben K goes after him, but he gets slammed into the barricade. Fatu gets they get back in the ring and then Fatu locks on a nerf hold. Ben K fires up, but he got it takes with a spear to drop Fatu. But Fatu spends too much time yelling at Hammerstone. Ben K takes control work and some body work. Tries to lift Fatu, but can't lift him up. But the second time it does, he gets to it, but drops him with a punch. Handspring moves up for a two count. Fatu tries to go for a power bomb, but Ben K fights him off. But Fatu comes back with a right hand, then a super kick. Ben K grabs leg uh, Fatu to slow down his attempt at the moonsault. 
Basically, the plot too, he's yelling at Hammerstone with that delay. Ben K tags him on the ropes. He looks for the second move off the second rope and has a mass Kane. That's a jackhammer with the rope assistant, but he took forever to get the cover. So when he finally does, Fatu gets to draw a two and a half. They're trained strikes. They're both loopy before Ben Kane hits a hit butt. Before Fatu hits a super kick, pop up small drop, and then they double springboard moves off for the win. This was fun, maybe, and I recommend going checking this match out. Then after the match, Fatu gets a mic- microphone, puts over Ben K, then thanks him for the match. Ben K gets the mic briefly and thanks Fatu in English for a hand in the back. Fatu thanks the fans for showing up, brings the history of MLW and his family's history with the promotion. This is only right for him and the Samoan SWAT team to stick around and get every bit of gold they can. He said he's taking on Hammerstone for the MLW World title in February. Well, we probably show who's winning that match. The last man standing match. Then Hammerstone holds up the MLW World title while he's on the floor to close out Fusion. So that was Fusion for January 19th. Then we go to main event from January 19th. So we kick it off with some more main roster versus NXT. It's Dana Brooke going on with Zoe Starks. They lock up. They jogging for precision. Dana Brooke with the takedown. Followed by Suplex for one count. Hit some forearms in the corner, but Zoe Starks cuts her off with a knee. Starks misses right hand. Brooks hits some chops and forearms. Handstand into a knee drop to the ribs of Stark from Brooke. Tries to go for a handspring elbow in the corner. But she got fat and pulled up by her hair. Starks with some forearms. She misses the kick. Broke rolls her off for a two count. Starks gets drill hooks a chin lock. Broke fights her and hits a running clothesline. Bulldog counter from Broke, but Splash catches knees. Starks hits a release German suplex. Starks misses a slingshot moonsault. Broke comes off the top row with a cross body, but, rolls her, but Starks rolls over and got a two count before it hits a super kick. She looks to end the match with a C630, 360, but Dana Brooke counters with a roll up. For the win at 4 minutes and 42 seconds. Not a, I give 4 out of 10. Then we get a field package of NXT's Charlie Dempsey. He's a trains for performance while all trains look good for Instagram. He's in a pretend tough guy with beach muscles. He will have everyone screaming when he stretches him in the ring because pro wrestling is a serious business. Do we see backstage? Dexter almost looks menacing. Do we go back to a recap with SmackDown where Mysterio declares his spot in the Royal Rumble match before Karen Cross and Scar interrupt him and lay him out with the cross jacket? Do we found out from this past Friday? The beginning of the SmackDown tag team television with Tennis Tournament, Fight Gamers for True Matter and Sheamus, and also Roman Reigns can sign their contract for the Royal Rumble. Do we get Highlight the same as saying Kevin Owens match. And then we go back to Raw where Owens comes out during the Mustafa Lee Solisakoa match. So we get a more favorite of Alaska Bliss and Bianca Belair. Before we got Charlie Dempsey comes face with Dexter Loomis. Dempsey will take pleas and the first noise coming out of Dexter's mouth will be a scream. But Loomis gives Dempsey a playing card and walks away. Then we get <clears throat> excuse me, another Video badge from Cody Rose declaring spot in the Rumble. For our main event, Dexter Loomis and Charlie Dempsey go one-on-one. They lock up. Dempsey throws some uppercuts at Loomis no-sells. Another go, and Dempsey gets a takedown. Works on the left arm of Loomis. 
the, but Lewis skips and slithers away. Lewis hits a short tackle that that's pressed. He drops an elbow, but Dempsey gets bounced around corner to corner. Lewis hits the 10 punches in the corner. Big boot, that's just a break. We come back from break. Dempsey is in control, working on the arm and shoulder of Loomis. But Loomis fires, powers up and hits a one-hour slam. Goes back to the arm, gets to a one count. Then hits a hammer lock. Dempsey sends Loomis shoulder first into the buckle and then fires up some chops. Then hits a double underhook suplex into a bridge for a two count. Dempsey gets a double hammer lock and runs over for Loomis. More uppercuts from Dempsey. Then they both do the double clothesline spot. They're both down. This hurt train blows with Loomis getting the advantage. Hits him with an uppercut followed by a bulldog. Loomis hits a belly the back suplex. Followed by a spinning leg drop for a two count. Dempsey catches a big boot and hits a dragon screw. He ties up Loomis up, but Loomis fights, but hits a modified rock bomb into the science for the submission win. At 8 minutes and 15 seconds, fun main event to close with this week's main event. And if we go back to Raw, we saw the Usos and Judgment Day face to face for they face off the Raw tag team titles. And then we get a recap of the US title number one contender six man elimination match to close out main event. So that was January 19th. So we'll go to GCW Don't Talk to Me from January, Friday, January 20th. From the Concord, North Carolina. Opening match, Nick Wayne defeat Aziz, 12 minutes, 51 seconds. Second match, Boy Christian defeat Andrew Everett, 14 minutes and 17 seconds. Third match, Jordan Oliver defeat NWA Jr. Heavyweight Jim Carrey Moore, 9 minutes, 33 seconds. Fourth match, Cole Rag defeat Marty Garner, 11 minutes and 13 seconds. The fifth match, Lev Masios, Cyclops, and Medio Extremo. Retainer G7 Titan does over the Ugly Ducklings, Lance Lude and Ralph Killjoy, 10-42. In a fatal six-way match, Axton Ray defeat Jimmy Lloyd, Marcus Matthews, Teriyaki. Oh, I got it. Yoda and Senshi, 7 minutes and 25 seconds. Match number seven, Bussy, Alley Catch, and Effie defeat Charles Manson Perro, 12 minutes and 45 seconds. Match number eight, Tony Devin defeat Ricky Morton at eight minutes. Match number nine, second gear crew, Mance Warner, Matthew Justice defeat Bojack and Lucky Ali. The Revolt, Caleb Colony, and St. Riley. And the Rejects, George Shelf and John Wayne Murrow in a fiddle for a tag team match, 13 minutes and 19 seconds. In the main event, match number 10, El Hedra de Vikingo, the AAA Mega Champion, defeat Grinke Loco, 22 minutes and 26 seconds. I recommend checking uh, that match out. Then we go to Stardom's New Blood 7 from January 20th. Rina defeat Myron via Pink Devil, 7 minutes and 16 seconds. Ryuga defeat Mirika Kabashi via Freezer Bomb, 6 minutes and 34 seconds. One half of the guys of Stardom Champions, Nane Takahashi defeat Waka Tuskiyama for Refrigerator Bomb, 11 minutes and 43 seconds. Then we started the court or New Blood Tag Team Tall Tournament. All four first round quarterfinal matches happened on the show. So the first one, God's Eye, Future Star and Chamber Sword, and Naomi defeat Mao Kongo at Mamoka Hana Sono. I'm probably butchering her, so I do apologize. Feel Blue Thunderbomb, one minutes and 53 seconds. 
in the other quarterfinal match, it's Maya Sakari and Chinatawa defeating Queen's Quest. That was Hana and Lady C. So they will face Amy Suar. And now a God's Eye in the semifinals. And then we got Unique Glare, that is Starlight Kid and Karma defeat. Club Fiesta is seen at Brookside and Mirame, 12 minutes and 26 seconds. Via Gianna. And then the main event, God's Eyes, Mari and Tomaga Enaba defeat Wingor. That consists of Saya Aida and Hanan in 12 minutes and 2 seconds. Via the Mirame Shock, and they will face Unique Glare in the semifinals of the New Blood Tag Team Tall Tournament. So that was stardom there. And then we'll go to NXT level up. So the opening match, Nikia Lyons goes on with Jericho Jackson. They lock up before Jackson drops an avoided kick for Nikia Lyons throws the kick. Jackson counters with a controls with a hammer lock, but Lyons goes for the leg and get things to the mat. Goes for the car, got one count. Hooks a side headlock. Lyons for the back elbow. Wants to go up, but Jackson pulls her down by the hair. She sends lines over the middle where throws knees from the apron and then hits and strikes. She goes for an arm bar, but it goes to an overhead wrist lock. Stating arm bar as the crowd is trying to rally the lines. She's able to get back and hit a softbox slam that goes the force to break. Lions hits Jax with an elbow, hit a spinning back fist, running far in the corner, scoops it, super kick, and just put leg drop for the win at five minutes and ten seconds. Then we get Kelly Kincaid, who's with Damon Kim, doubles match with Tank Ledger later on the show. In speed of that match, we get that now. Damon Kim versus Tank Ledger. Damon Kim takes things to the mat. He struts over Tank Ledger's back to clown him. Takes does another takedown and shows us some more before Tank gets a short tackle, full by sidewalk slam. But he tried to go for a back body drop, but he hit thrust kick to the throat. Kim with a neck breaker and drops him almost another neck breaker. Got Tank stuck in the ropes. He got a two count off a overhead belly to belly suplex. Four tank hits a hip toss, hits a close on fall away slam. Camp blocks a splash and finishes with the rock bottom backbreaker for the win of four minutes and 31 seconds. And then the main event schisms show Gacy goes on with Ozzy Jones. They lock up, it's a stalemate. Gacy tries to go for a short, a running short block, but that goes horrible for him. Jones gets a side headlock. Gacy punches way out, then looks to get knocked back down again. Jones works on the arm, but in a sense, Gacy in the corner. Hits a bunch of <clears throat> body bunch of slams and rolls Gacy over a couple times. Crowd keeps champ for one, but Ava Rain grabs the legs track for the distraction like Gacy get on track. Hits a running knee, drops an elbow for a two count. He uses the mill rope to choke Jones, sweeps the leg and gets a neck crank, but Jones powers out and hits some clotheslines. Hits a short breaker, followed by a wall stronger slam for a two count. Casey hits the elbow in the corner, followed by a big boot, then puts him away with the upside down. For the win at six minutes and two seconds, that was level up from <clears throat> January 20th. 
now we'll go to AEW for our rampage from Fresno, California. So we kick it off with Jungle Boy Jack Perry goes to get to Ethan Page. Page immediately goes for Eagle's Edge, but Perry delivers a Hercross into the outside. But Page comes back with a clothesline. Throws him back in the ring. <clears throat> Page is talking with Matt Hardy. That allows Perry to Tope Suicida. He gets Page back in the ring, hit, goes to the top rope, but he got pulled down. Hit the draw kick to the chest. Stokely Hathaway delivers a cheap shot Jungle Boy while Page beats him down. Then he sends Perry's face bouncing off the apron, gets back, hits a backbreaker, closes on out of the ring and falls him out. But Jungle Boy comes back with serious chops and forearms before he got sent in the post by Ethan Page. And then Page hits the military press has a break. We come back for break. Jungle Boy hits a lariat. Page hits the back body drop and a power slam. Got a two count. Page mocks Matt Hardy. He looks for the twist of fate, but Jungle but Perry escapes and hits right hands in the corner. Page J- Jungle Boy face for the turnbuckle. Then he goes for a twist of fate, but Jungle Boy got his foot on the bottom rope. Page tells Hardy to attack Perry before again. DFTW Jim Hooks music hits and he's gonna help out J- Jungle Boy. Page takes the advantage of distraction, rolls up Perry as he grabs Matt Hardy's ponytail. Matt Hardy pushes his hand away and reverses the fall, so Jungle Boy gets the win at 10 minutes and 12 seconds. Not a bad opener to kick off the match. at get 5 out of 10. Then after the match, Hathaway and Page are tuned on Matt Hardy for Ethan Page. Says that Jungle Hook. That was how the match was going. It says Hardy make it up to him by Team of Dynamite this Wednesday. They take on Jungle Hook and then Hathaway puts Hardy on timeout. We come back from break. Tony Schiavone is with Ortiz. Schiavone asks Ortiz if he can allow him to win him and Eddie Kingston. Ortiz says that Kingston's lost mine and it's going to hit Julie Hart with the chair. He's a beach talking to Kingston himself. So Eddie's music hit and he's throwing with a chair in hand. Ortiz tells Kingston the one thing he do is he don't do is hit a wound with a chair. He says that was mother or father raised him, then asked what homicide would say. He's a homicide will tell me he's a coward. Kingston loses temper and hits the OTAs with the chair to the midsection, then hits a chair shot across his back. Well, looks like that tactic broke up. <laughs> then we get a field package from the TNT chip Darby Allen. He said being small jump for the title was the best move of his life. He says he will fight week in a week out. Says some of his old scores held with the hells of black. He wants to prove so he could be every member of the trio before challenging Buddy Matthews to a match. That has been confirmed for this Wednesday on Dynamite. Our second match, we get a rematch from Dark Elevation. It's one third of the ring of our six man tag champs, Brian Cage. Goes one all with Willie Mack. They lock up to start the match. Mack hits an arm drag, small drop, kicks up, and then goes for staying shoot start press, but Cage rolls out of the way. Hits a boot and fall with a running uppercut by suplex. He sends Mack into the corner. And plays on the radio that goes to a break. We come back for break. Willie hits a big boot to Cage, hit the running knee, and then close on power bump for a two count. Cage hits a thrust kick. Then he plans him after puts him on the shoulders. That got a two count. Cage hits a dr- jumping knee strike, followed by power bump, then the drill claw for the win at 12 minutes and 12 seconds. I did this match six out of ten. This was I liked their dark elevation match a little bit better, but this was a fun one as well. Then our third match, the baddies, that's TBS champion Jay Cargill and Layla Gray. Goes to the Fanny Twins, that is Jada and Jorn. <clears throat> so Layla Gray and J- Jada Fane lock up, start the match. 
before they change their missions. For Gray hits a leaping shore tackle. Uh, Jordan Finnegan's Hayden Gray sends Clyde to the ring post. She hits Dryden and Jason Jay Cargo. Cargo hits an uppercut, sends him the middle of the turnbuckle face first. Gray gets it back and hits a twisted neck breaker. Jada Finney gets taken by she hits a face buster, goes by cover, but Cargo demands to be taken in. So Gray uprises and hits Jada for the win at 3 minutes and 20 seconds. And in our main event, Ashton Andrade goes on with Daniel Garcia. Garcia wastes no time. He goes right after Andrade, hits several boots and a chop, but Andrade comes up with a springboard elbow, falls a pair of chops. Since Garcia to the outside by hitting an insecurity, hits a toll base to his seat, tosses him back in the ring, but Garcia comes back with a clothesline, throws a Andrade into the ring, steps that sets us to a break. We come back from break, Garcia throws a kick to Andrade's face, hits a backbreaker in the neck, where it sends to the top rope. Garcia rolls to the outside, but Andrade hits a moonsault off the apron, gets in the ring, hits a uh, spell like moonsault for a two count. Garcia locks in the dragon sleeper. But Andrade refers that into a cover. That got a two count. Andrade hits a neck breaker. Andrade goes back up to the top, but Garcia catches him and plants him before Andrade comes back with an elbow. Through Neil D18 followed with a run shooting star press. For the win at 10 minutes and 38 seconds. This was a fun main event for Rampage. So update occurred for this Wednesday on Dynamite. We got Lee Sex Gods as Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara goes Ricky Starts and Nash Andrade. Andrade, sorry. Brian Diaz goes well, Ring Mars Six Man Tag Champ Brian Cage. Jungle Hook does Jungle Boy and FDW Champion Hook against the firm's Ethan Page and Matt Hardy. A triple threat match Tony Storm, Ruby Shoho, Dr. Britt Baker. And Darby L will defend the TNT Dog against House of Black's Buddy Matthews. So that was Rampage from January 20th. And now we will go to SmackDown to close out the Friday shows. So we kick off with a recap of the events of the match between Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens before Owens gets laid up in the bloodline. Then we see the bloodline pull up the arena. We are live in Detroit, Michigan. Sami Zayn face bumps to Uzo Sokoa. Tried the same thing to the Unexpected Universal Champ Herb Reigns, <clears throat> but Rowan Reigns declined to do it. Excuse me, sorry guys. Need a drink there. So our first match is the quarterfinal match of the SmackDown Tag Team Open Contenders Tournament. Drew McIntyre and Shears because it's Viking Raiders. So before I get in the review, so the, the brackets go Drew McIntyre and Shears versus Viking Raiders. Los Lotharius has first hit row. Braun Bruce versus Imperium. Illegal, massive male boss versus Legado de Fantasma. Semifinals will be this Friday on SmackDown. So the first one was this match. So Fikers attacks Magtar and Sheamus. Ivar Magtar is both the outside as Sheamus and Eric fit brawling in the ring. The bell rings. Sheamus says Eric himself over the top rope, throws him into the barricade. And then gets in the ring before he hits a 10 beat to Bowery. Eric hits him from behind, but Seamus gets the upper and hits 12 beats to Ivar. <clears throat> he gets him on the shores, tries to go to the middle rope for an avalanche white noise. Eric gets chasing him to the outside. Albert, Ivar gets taken, hits a crossbody on the outside, sandwiching Seamus between himself in the barricade. 
Okay, so break after the break, Eric bakes out Seamus in the center of the ring. He takes an Ivar, I write the right hand. Viking Raiders are in control for Seamus hits the Irish Curse backbreaker. Drew McIntyre hits a tag in. He hits a pair of clotheslines. Short tag on a neckbreaker. Back on Mitch Nuka drive for a two count. He gets Ivar on his shoulders, but Ivar escapes and Eric gets a tag. Eric hits the splash in the corner, takes Ivar back. They all climb the top for Magtar looks for a superplex. Eric hangs Magtar upside down on turnbo, but Seamus loves him with a white noise. Magtar points Ivar off the top of this and says to another commercial break. We come back from break. Ivar hits the series back elbows to McIntyre. McIntyre delivers a Larry and his future shock DDT. He sets up for the Claymore quick, but Ivar catches him with a spin heel kick. Seamus and Eric tag in. Both men are just hitting each other with right hands. For Seamus got the upper hand. He sets up for the broken, but Valhalla distracts him, allow Eric to take him out. Ivar tags in, sets to the top, hits a frog splash for a two count. Ivar takes back and goes after Seamus, but Seamus catches him with a knee. Then it follows it with the Brokey to score the win. Their spot in the semifinals at 17 minutes and 51 seconds. This was a fun opener. I give it a 7 out of 10. Here we go backstage Roman Reigns and Paula Heyman. Are preparing for the contract signing. Same as he walks in and asks everything's cool, given how we greeted him in the parking garage earlier tonight. Brain said he saw what happened last week and asked for saying for the truth, saying he was a little disappointed how things played out and he felt slighted. He's aware of the plan before Roman bluntly tells Saint to get out because he doesn't want to hear the same thing every week. Then he tells him to find Kevin Owens' his own bloodline. And then, oops, sorry. Then after the break, we get for Calvin Ryder. He has talked about Raji has talked about the calendar days until she enters the women's room for the first time in Homestead, Texas, instead of having her family watch her live. Then before the next match, LA Knight gives a mic and asks for someone to help Bray White figure out what's going on. He says White is not Uncle Howdy. One week, but the next, but it's next week. He tells why he should stay away from him because it's where it's pitch black or broad deli. He will come out on top. Then we get the second match. LA Knight is in action against Ren Jones. Match starts with a lockup and a white logo flashing on Chine Time twice. Well, Ren Jones did a few right hands before LA Knight fires back with a clothesline and the BFT, the Blood Force drama. For the quick win in 37 seconds. Squash, not can't really read it. Then after the match, we have the introduction for the Firefly Funhouse. Plays on the Tron before we get we pay into all across the characters. Then we power the Y, who's got the plumbers crack out, fixing the door. Then he welcomes fans back to the Firefly Funhouse. He said, well, place is a mess. He's working on it. He said he can't wait to have fun with his friends once again. Raven Rabbit said he's afraid of the upcoming pitch black match at the Royal Rumble. Wine tells him fear of the dark is normal. Then he tells Ellie Knight she should be scared. Uncle Howdy that appears as he told him so. He says all he knew was a little push. Why? Then comes back and tells Knight he hopes he's sapphire. He opened the door because whoever comes through is on him. Good little promo. I missed up on Hells. I'm glad it came back. 
So our third match, we get another quarterfinal match of SmackDown Tech Talk Commentators Tournament. Las Authorias as Angel and Barra Correo. Who gets hit with as Ash, Ashani the Adonis and Top Dollar. So Humberto Correo <laughs> and Ash and the Adonis start the match with a lockup before Angel Garza takes and hits a super kick. Adonis fires by with a drop and takes a Top Dollar. Top Dollar tosses Angel across the ring, but Garza rolls to the outside. He hits a ch- top dollar hits a chop, throws Garza back in the ring for Correo and Adonis to get take backed in. Humberto hits a back elbow, falls one into Gertis and Adonis to the outside. Hits a tope suicida, throws him back in the ring, tries to go for some, but BFAB grabs his leg. The referee distract uh, that that distracts him without allow Adonis to roll for the win at two minutes and forty six seconds. So hit row will face Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. In the semifinals next week, I give this match two out of ten. I could not get in the, the fans in Detroit could not get blessed. Well, fuck about both of these teams. But I'll make my predictions for the finals after this review. Then we get the same video package for Cody Rhodes to talk about his recovery journey from his Victoria injury. He will return at the Rumble. Then we get SmackDown Women's Champion Shara Flair. She said it's great to be in Detroit, but it seems Sony Deville has a problem with her. She tells her if she has a problem with her, and she should say to her face, woman the woman. So Sonya feels music hits and hits to the ring. She asks Flair if she if she thinks what Detroit wants, you know, cares about what she wants, the hotel opportunity. She said Flair doesn't think her is worthy, then says every time she walks for the curtain, she is a star. She calls Flair arrogant and a tall for not seeing her star power. Flair says she sees her as a star and always has, but asks her. She's saying all the other ones in the back aren't stars. She has what she thinks is so special about herself. Then says she's not in tall, an arrogant one in the ring. She says she caught her shot and lost in addition to tapping out. She tells Deville to focus on the rumble, but if she wants to fight, she'll do it now. Deville declines that challenge, then says there's nothing in it for her. But if she's going to leave, she turns around and says she'll fire if she plans for her smack the woman's tall on the line before Adam Pierce hits the ring. This isn't maybe self clear, but Deville. Cuts him off by taking a shot at Sharda. Then Pierce tells Flair they need to talk as she retreats. To end that segment. <clears throat> then we go backstage to Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. Reigns asks Heyman if he could believe this. And Heyman says he supports whatever Reigns wants. He suggests Reigns that it's better for him to have saying on his side than rather than Owen's side. Then we head to our fourth match, our third quarterfinal match of the SmackDown Tag Tall Number Contenders Tournament. It's the Braun Brutes that is Butch and Rich Holland. Go against Imperium's Giovanni Finchie and Lula Kaiser. So Butch and Finchie start lock up to kick the match off before Rich Holland comes in, hits a chop and an arm drag before taking back in Butch. Butch hits a stomp, double stomp off the top rope. Then Lula Kaiser tags and plants Butch and stomps on his hands before Butch returns to favor. That's us to a break. We are back from the break. Holland takes him and they hit, he hits a pair of clotheslines to Kaiser. Falls it up with a wire and power slam. Butch gets a tag and hits a Munza off the apron. Locks in the ankle lock, but Kaiser escapes and tags in Finchie. Finchie goes flying up the top. Hits a turner DT. Holland and Kaiser are both in the match now. Kaiser hits a kick buff. Holland <clears throat> fires back with a hip butt and a dumber underhook throw. Finchie hits a brain buster to Butch on the outside. Kaiser beats out Holland. Finchie is a tag and, and they hit the Imperium buff on Holland. For the win at 9 minutes and 14 seconds. This was a great match. I give it 7 out of 10. We go backstage. Shaming Zane is looking all lonely. 
It's sad. And then Paul Heyman walks in and tells Shane that Roman Reigns would like to see him. We come back for break. We get a video from we get a video from Shayna Baszler. She tells all the other women in the locker room to stay away from her in the War Rumble because she'll tear them limb from limb. Then we get a video package hyping up Raw 30. Then we get backstage. We get a promo from Karrion Cross and Scarlett. Cross has his match with Raven Studio this Friday on next week on SmackDown. He's just ignoring gets out for a match. But he isn't this one because Mysterio can't decide if he wants to be a family man. So once he beats Mysterio, he'll take out 29 superstars in the Royal Rumble match. And our fifth and final match of the night, our final quarterfinal match of the SmackDown Tag Tunnel Tennis Tournament, Maxwell Maymont. Maxwell Maymont says Mansoir and Marseille goes against Legado de Fantasma. Cruz to Tower and Walkie Wild. Wild and Mansoir start the match over the lockout. Mansoir hits an autonomous drop. This is Wild out of the ring. Wild gets back and takes in Del Toro. Del Toro beats out Mansoir, then takes in Wild. Messe hits a roundhouse kick before taking back in Mansoir. Mansoir gets into the car by Walkie Wild before Legato delivers the running knee so he can running knee side Russian lace sweep for the win. At three minutes, I I like Legato Fantasma, but this match, I do not care. I give it a one out of ten. So they will face Imperium in the semifinals. <clears throat> then we go backstage, Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman are in the locker room. Saving Sane enters and takes a seat. Reigns said he put Heyman to play, in place to counsel Sane, and now he understands all he wants communication. He thinks Sane thinks all of the little details, and for that reason, they get along. Same same things reigns and tells him that means the world to him. He says he always does for what's best for the bloodline first. It will do anything reigns wants him to do. Reigns tells Sane to go find the Usos, make sure the SUVs are in place, and make sure the private jet is fueled up. They, he thanks reigns and then does the fist bump. Close out that segment. So we come back from break. We get the bloodline making their way down to the ring. Pierce is already in the ring. We get the contract signed. But all of a sudden, Kevin Owens comes out out of nowhere, blindsides the bloodline. He takes out Sokoa, hits a start of Roman Reigns. The unspeed tag champs to Uso's head down, but Owens takes both of them out. He sends Jay Uso in the barricade. Hits a super kick to Jimmy, then throws him in the steps. He gets in the ring. He hits a hits Reigns with a pop-out power-up through the table. I love this part because when he does that, you all hear famous, no, no, screaming, no. And he stares Heyman in the corner, grabs the contract, oh, his hand signs it. All of a sudden, Sam and Sam runs down and stares down Owens. Kevin Owens tosses the contract over and retreats for the crowd before anything else happens to close up this week's SmackDown. So this Friday SmackDown, we got Ramester and Karrion Cross going one-on-one. In our two semifinals, we got Drew McIntyre and Sheamus go against Hit Bro. And Imperium goes against Legato Fantasma. I personally think the finals is going to be Drew McIntyre and Sheamus against Imperium. Oh, and also we found out Kevin Owens and Solo Sokoa will go one-on-one -on, -one on Saturday. Like, that was, we found out on Saturday that they will meet on SmackDown. So the Royal Rumble called cards over for this Saturday, 28th. So the 30 men Royal Rumble match. So far, the 15, we got half the field already confirmed. So it is one half of the NXT Tag Champs, Kofi Kingston, Ricochet, Santos Escobar, Ricochet. Oh, sorry. Kofi Kingston, Ricochet, Santos Escobar, U.S. Champion, Austin Theory. Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, Baron Cohen, Rey Mysterio, Intercon Jim, Gunther, Cody Rhodes, Almost, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Karrion Cross.
and then 15 more to be determined. For the Women's War Rumble, the 30 women, the six we have confirmed so far, we have Liv Morgan, Kendall Ray, Rhea Ripley, Raquel Rodriguez, Rodriguez, Shayna Baszler, Selena Vega, and 24 more to be determined. In a Mountain Dew Pitch Black match, Bray Wyatt goes against LA Knight. For the Undisputed WWE Universal title match, Roman Reigns defends Kevin Owens, and Bianca Belair defends the Raw Women's title against Alexa Bliss. So that was SmackDown. And now we will go. So I'll run down Saturday, January 21st. So so with GCWs take a picture from Huntsville, Alabama. And an eight-way scramble match. We had Hunter Drake defeat Brandon Williams, Brogan Finley, Donnie Pronton, Jimmy Floyd, Marcus Matthews, Teriyaki, and Yoa. Eight minutes and 58 seconds. In the second match, Blake Christian defeat Cabana Man Dam. 15 minutes and 32 seconds. In the third match, Gran Grango Loco defeat Araze. 15 minutes and 48 seconds. In the fourth match, Mike Jackson defeat Marco Stunt. 11 minutes and 3 seconds. In the fifth match, Shore Rock defeat Billy Starks. 8 minutes and 30 seconds. Match number six, Adam Priest defeat Tony Devin, 10 minutes and 52 seconds. Match seven, Cole Raddock defeat Ali Cash, 10 minutes and 27 seconds. Match number eight, Christian, Chris Jen Hamey defeated Corey Hollis, 831. In the main event, Les Massage, Side Club, Medio Extremo, Retainer Juice of Tag Team Tiles over the East West Express. Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne, 18 minutes and 55 seconds. And then we go to DT Sweet James in Yokohama, January 21st. So tied to match from Damnation TA, that's Canyon and MJ Paul to beat Yua and Kaisuma Sumi for the Sleep and Howl and Sumi, 7 minutes and 33 seconds. Dan Shusuke Dino defeat one hat, one third of six minute tag teams. Yusuke Okada for your school boy, three minutes and 31 seconds. In the third match, six minute tag team action, we had Sanhiro Takagi, Akio, Mogo Oshi defeat 10 minute tag teams for 37 Kamina. That was UK Eno, Mao, and Shimasa. They are Sean Mayo or the KOD tag champs as well. And Shirahiro Kawamitsu fits step over Toho on Toy Kojima. Oh, sorry, it was Toho Kojima on them. Sorry, my apologies. Then Yuki Ino defeats six minute tag champ to see the endo via disqualification 923. Disasters box and six minute tag team action. Disasters box to beat Soma Taco. Kiago Nakamura and Takashi Master fit Somato on Nakamura, 10 minutes and 17 seconds. Pretty extreme time to Marco Bok deathmatch. One. Juan Akima. Oh, wait, hold on. June Akayama, Britain Nation, against Antonio Honda, via submission from Nightwalk, 13 minutes and 22 seconds. So, June Akima had to pin her 
make Honda tap out three times. Honda had to make one lap three times. The one pin Antonio Honda in 17 seconds via Cradle, then pin him again at 756 via Explorer Suplex. Honda made Juno Kima laugh at 12 minutes and 12 seconds before he got his final fall. In the main event, six man tag team action, Haramaldez KOD of the weight champion because she's a hair good Gucci. Harmonia, sorry, my group was up. And Chris Brooks beat Yuji Hino, Yoga Na, and Hagadagi, Hagadagi Okatani for your brain claw slam on 18 minutes and 10 seconds. So that was Sweet Jinx in Yokohama. Then we go to New Japan Pro Wrestling, Wrestling Kingdom Night 2, New Japan Pro Wrestling versus Pro Wrestling Noah. I'm just going to read the results. As I'll do a full review with Sam from Above the Ring. So two pre-show matches. The first one is New Japan's Kosei Fujita Raya Oyawa goes against Noah's Tatsuya Oshawa and Yashitaka Yano. Fujita defeat Fujita and Oshawa get the win at 12 minutes 12 defeat Boston Crab on Osawa. Given New Japan, so New Japan is at one, Noah at zero. In the second pre-show match, Tomohiro Ishii and Oscar Lube. From New Japan goes at Noah's Masake Hima and Donkey Enaba. And Kima and Enaba get the win with the prison log on Lube in 10 minutes and 28 seconds, giving Noah their first win. So we're tied 1 1. Then we kick off the main card with a tribute to the late great Jay Briscoe. As the Noah and New Japan roster log, Naimuji Marifuji and Tanahashi or home uh, portraits of Jay. After the 10 bell salute, breach for the skies, song play for the Yokohama Arena. So we had no Pro Wrestling Noah's GC Tag Champs Takashi Segura and Shitoshi Kojima team up with B New Japan's Bebop Tag Team of Toriano and Horashitosh. They defeated Bullet Clubs' Kenta, El Fantasmo, and Taiji Shimori, along with Noah's Naramuji Marifuji. Fia roll up on Ghetto at 12 minutes 20 seconds. I take a count as two wins each because there's Noah and so they tied 2-2. As El Desperado defeated Yohei via Numerous Dose, 10 minutes and 57 seconds. So New Japan at 3, Noah at 2. Six-man tag dimension. Did GT Jr. have which name? Ama Uska, Junta, Malawaki, and Alejandro defeat 6 or 9. Does Rizuka Taguchi and Master Wano and Tiger Mask 4. Field 5 Bird Splash on Tiger Mask 4, 9.37. So we're tied again. New Japan at three. Noah at three. Then IWGP World with Jim Kazushika and Taga Magabe versus Jishi Hebuji and Kiyoki Mio and Yoshida Iramara go to a no contest. So not a man get a point for their brand. 635. Then we get our, our five best advisors between Lasanova de Opon and Congo. So the first match was Bushi versus. Takasuke and Takashi gets the win with the crucifix at 11 minutes and 9 seconds. So Noah with four wins, New Japan with three. Congo gets the board, one nothing. Non title second match, the best fights. The IWGP Junior by Chamber Huro Takahashi defeat Hadre Ora via tie bomb two, 13 minutes and 5 seconds. 4 4. So we're tied again, 4 4 for New Japan and Noah. And Alejandro and Congo both got one each. 
In the third of the match, the best of five, Monopoly Soya defeats Sonata via the Bomber. Their teammates in 57 seconds. 5 4 for Noah and Congo leads 2 to 1. Our fourth match of the best of five series, non tournament KOPW 2023 champion Shingo Takagi gets the win over Katsuhiko Nagajima via Last of the Dragon in 18 minutes and 28 seconds. So we are tied. New Japan with five, Noah with five, LJ with two, Congo with two. Leads to the main event. Tosia Naito defeated Keno at 26 minutes and 57 seconds. Destino, given New Japan six wins, Noah five wins, and LJ takes it 3 2. To so after the match, Kujimoto or Naito offers Keno the LJ salute, but Keno rejects a gesture. Congo goes to the outside. Now cuts some work. A promo. All of a sudden, Kujimoto is in challenge Naito to be his last mm-hmm. in the Tokyo Dome for February. Naito was quickly accept that. So that was Wrestle Kingdom Day 2. I will have a full review with Sam from above the ring. And then we got Tri- Dragon Gates New Year Gate Night 8, January 21st. So an eight-man tag team action. We got the Dragons, Dragon Dia, Dragon Kid, Yamayaro, and Naraki Doyo did defeat the Open Triangle Gate champion Seabrats, Open the Dream Gate champion Sean Skywalker and Kai, in the Machine Strong, Machine J and F, Inside Cradle on Strong Machine F, 11 minutes 40 seconds. That's a preview for their Tag League Ray De Parhaja that will start in February. Skywalker and Kai are in B Block. This is pretty much a B Block action preview. Then we got a Royal Sample match, Punch Tama. Tama Enga defeat Kogama Ishiwaka feel over the top three minutes and 18 seconds. And tag team action Tagahashi Yoshida and Hoa Long defeat Jin- Jinkai Horiguchi and Rai Fuda face Skyrunner on Fuja nine minutes and 20 seconds. Now, our preview for the third tag league we got M3K. So much of So Akasugi and Yashida Kana team up with natural fighters Jason Lee and Jackie Funky Kamei. They defeat Z Prats's open the triangle gate chain Ishan and Hayo and Gold Classes open the Brave Gate Chain Mirawana and Ben K via Jackie Knife on Ben K, 10 minutes and 3 seconds. And some non-title action. Shuji Kondo and Ida defeat Open the Dragon Gate Champions Natural Fives. Kazi and Big by Shimichu via King Collier and Shimich on Shimichu. Nine minutes and twenty-five seconds, and we have an eight-man tag team action. It's M3K's Masha, 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 Masha and Masha Susuku Jr. Kato Nagato and Yoshikata Kato defeat Gold Classes. Kata Minora, BB Hawk, and encourages Makadoa Kiryuja and Yogi Yoshikata. We have pinfall at 13 minutes and 58 seconds. So that was Dragon Gate. Then we go to the night seven of Stardom's Triangle Derby. So Armasaur retained their, her future Stardom title against Maya Sakuri.
And we had uh, six men, six women tag. We had stars of Siri, Mari, and Tomoka Inaba to be Oyatai, Starlight Kid, Ruka, and Rina. Nine minutes and 10 seconds. The future star on top of it will win 10 minutes, 38 seconds. In a triangle derby match, we had Queen Quest's. Queen Quest, they get they go up to five points. They defeat Highwood to see who stay at four points. Rebel Enemy, who move up to four points to beat Club Venus, who stay at six points. Non-titled triangle derby match, we have RSS Champion Prominence with eight points. They defeat H&M, who stay at zero. Seven up, who move up to six points. They stay. They defeat Goldship, who remain at six points. In the main event, a non-titled Tim Woman Gauntlet match. The world star Jim Julia has a run for the Gauntlet. Three minute intervals. So to her nine points for super strong, super strong star machine. Tech, Thekla, Hina, Hasuki, Tama Nakano, Saki, Natsupoi, Saida, Waka, and Waka Tazuka so she got one win and nine draws. The only point she defeated was Hana. The rest of her opponents went to a three-minute draw. So the standings after night seven. So in red triangle block, in first place, seven up, and Club Phoenix tied with six points. Seven up are three and out, while Club Phoenix is three and three. Second place has Queen's Quest. So that Queen's Quest that's represented by Yotami Hayashida and the Wonder Wonder Star Champ Site Kanatani and High speed champ as he as They have five points, two wins, one loss, one draw. Third place, unique wear. Four points, two wins, one loss. Cosmic Angels also have four points. They are two, two, two wins, two losses. In fourth place, the Barmy Bombers with two points, one win, three losses. In last place, AGM with zero points, all zero wins, four losses. And then in Blue triangle. First place, Irish Time Chance Promenade with eight points, four wins, one loss. Gold Chip coming second place with six points, three wins, one loss. Excuse me. And third place, Arabano GE with five points, two wins, zero losses, and one draw. And fourth place, Rebel Enemy with four points, two wins, two losses. Mine with a C also come with four points. They have two wins, three losses. Classmates come up fifth place with two points, one win, two losses. And Lollipop comes in last place, zero wins, four losses. So that was Storm Triangle Derby Night 7. Then we go to New Japan Strong. Nemesis, this is Night 3. So our opening match, the West Coast, Greg and Gretas, Gerard Nelson, and Royce Isaacs go against C4. That is Cody Chung and Garamal Rosas. So Rise Eyes started with Rosas, hits a leapfrog for Rosas, escapes a suplex, chop to the thigh. Isaacs hits a suplex for a one count. Chody Chong is taken, and Isaacs trips into his knee for a two count. Jordan Nelson gets taken. In. They hit the stage before C4 takes out West Coast Red Crew with a draw kick. They double team Nelson with a double draw kick, a suplex for a two count. Misdirection from Nelson confused C4 as West Coast Great Hacking True turned around lead to Ice Block and John Mar Ring sign the Stalin Suplex. That was shit was cool. Rosas <clears throat> is getting isolated as Isaac hits a gunner suplex. Sends him halfway across the ring for a two-count. 
Nelson picks up an East Duke of Freddy Cat. Rose just hits a Sunset Flip that got himself a two count. Isaacs gets back into the ring, but Cody Chong takes a West Coast with draw case and dusty punches. Hits a snap DT on Isaacs. West Coast wrecking group double teams Chong hit with power slam, pump hill power slam for a two count. Chong Hercarons Nelson into Isaacs. Hits a powerbomb, corner to corner, followed by an angle slam. I've got a two count for the match. Ends with a uh, drop from Nelson for the win at 10 minutes and 37 seconds. Second match, Kenta goes along QT Marshall. Started with a lockup. Kenta got sent in the corner. QT poses before Kenta slaps him across the face. They're going back and forth. Keep Marshall at the backbreaker for a two count. Kenta hits a clothesline. Marshall teases to go to sleep, but Kenta is a DT instead. Kenta slaps him before Marshall hits since Kenta in the middle rope. And the match comes when Marshall grabs a chair, teases the powerbomb onto it, but Kenta carries a DT and then hits the go to sleep for the win at 12 minutes and 35 seconds. <clears throat> and then our main event for the strong open weight titles. More machine guns defend against Rapungi Feist. Trevor and Chris Aiming start arm drags. Saving asks for a hug, but Brad whirls him up for a two count. <clears throat> Alex Johnny Rocky Romero taken close quarters. Chop toe hole from Romero gets out of a hammerlock. Saving kicks Romero into the ropes that swarm the ring. But Romero takes up more machine guns with forever clotheslines. Brad comes back and chops Shelly. Romero ground shelling the channel from there, but Shelly got free. Saving trips Romero in the ropes before Romero gets hits knees to machine guns. Shelly hits it. DDT. Oh, Romero hits Shelly with DDT by sponge. Saving Barrella get taken. They Barrella runs from farm suplexes for traps. Saving the corner with chops and forearms. They go back fourth. Strong chair was stopped by Saban, who got into a Dubuster and a Cobra for a two count. Shelly with a super kick. The end of the match, they hit a dirt bomb onto Romero for the win at 18 minutes and 12 seconds. So that was strong. Then we go to today's show. We'll start with. New Year Gate <clears throat> Night Nine. So D Kirch and Sixman they defeat the Kung Fu Masters 10 minutes 17 seconds with a Larry on Ho Ho Long. Kato Nago and Yoshiga Kato defeat Open and Brave Gate Champ Monarito and Rafita via Blood Fall in 10 minutes and 16 seconds. Hayo defeat Kama Ishiwagwa via Tamahashi 32 seconds. Janeki Horiguchi and Punch Tamanago defeat Shirawako Boy and Takahashi Yosha via Powerbomb 12 minutes and 6 seconds. M3K defeat Dragon Kid, Shogun Kano, and Keiji Tor in 6 minute tag team action via Grail Clutch 1241. Yomiyato and Don Fuchi defeat Natural Flies open to Twin Gate Champ Big Boss Shimushu and Strong Machine J. Frankenstein of the Almighty on Strong Machine J 13 minutes 35 seconds. In the main event for the Open the Triangle Gate titles, Gold Classes Kota Minor Europe, Ben Kane, BB Hulk, defeat the champs 
Open the Dream Gate Championship, Skywalker, Kai Ishin, via first flash on Kai, 17 minutes and 46 seconds. So that's open. So that was try Dragon Gate there. Then we go to Great Moose's last match. So the old match Congos. IJ Aura High 69 defeat Shiyoshi Yoshi Oka and Ashtu Koji fit splash 6 minute 41 say on Yoshi Oka. Then Jungle Konya and Sori Inyo defeated Nomads at Shumri Yatsu and Maya Yokohi, 13 minutes 46. Fan Jungle Buster. Timothy Vajra Masha Masha Yuzuki, Fedra Armbar, 8 minutes 44 seconds. Junta Milwaukee, Alejandro Yoshitaka Yano defeat Junior number 13 James Yosha Agua, Ita, and Nawaza Ronge via disqualification in 17 minutes and 22 seconds. The good looking guys, that's Jake Lee, Jack Morris, and Anthony Green, defeat Massa Kimia, Daga Enaba, and Yoshiga Amara via secure front kick, 10 minutes and 49 seconds. The GT Mercer Arch Rules, Katsushika Sagaraba, defeat Hagari Suzuki via referee stoppage from Triangle Choke. Junior Champion Amaruska, Ultimate Dragon Ninja Mac, defeat Yohei, causing Dante Long and six minute tag team match, defeat Ninja Bomb, 11 minutes and 41 seconds. And eight minute tag team match, Sagura Gun, GC Tag Teams, Takashi Sagura, Satoshi Kojima, and National Champion Hijiro Del, Dr. Wagner Jr. Teams with GC with Kyo Kiyomiya, defeat Kongo's Keno, Katsuhiko Nakajima, Masa Katsu Fanaki, Monopoly Stoya. Moonsault on Soya, 18 minutes and 38 seconds. In the main event, Great Muda, Sting, and Darby Allen defeated Hakushi, Akira, and Naomuji Marifuji, 22 minutes and 23 seconds via Flash Magic on Hakushi. And then... Today's new beginning Nagoya show from New Japan. So, opening match, most flying players. Oscar Luve and Yota Yukashima, 9 minutes 25 seconds. El Desperado, Marasuki, Renneri, and Tamahakama. Tamahakama to be a house of torture, 10 minutes and 40 seconds. DMDK to be Chaos's IWGP Tag Champions, Bishamon. Tomorrow, Ishii and Ryan Oyo, 11 minutes and 12 seconds. Bull Clubs is eat. Alphantasma Tai Ishimori and Kenta defeat Hiroshi Tanahashi, Jado, and Master Wado. United Empires and our Junior Tag Champions Cash 22, Will Osprey defeat just four guys. An eight minute tag team match in nine minutes 24 seconds. Chaos's IWGP World Champion Kasushika Okada and Yo. Team of Risky Taguchi and Shana Unma defeat LIJ's Bushi. Junior Champion Hiro Takahashi, Sonata and Tsunayo in eight minute tag team action, 11 minutes and 20 seconds. In the main event for the KOPW 2023 title in an MMA rules match, Shingo Takaki retained against Gray on 22 minutes and 37 seconds. So that was a new beginning. And it will go to all Japan for it.
New Year's Giant Series Night 5. It's opening on match Black Minority and Kora Suzuki. Fit Ojo Shadova and Ryzen Hayato. Fit Blue Destiny. 7 minutes and 4 seconds on the Hayato. Second match Naruto Doi and Hokuto Arma. Fit Ryo Inoue and Yama Anazi. And Fit Slime Kick in 8 minutes and 1 second. For the Jor Television title, Minaru Tanaka defeat the champ Tus- Toshi C. Fit Corporate. Ground corporate twist, 10 minutes and 17 seconds, come to 23rd champion. In six minute tag team action, Evolution, Dan Tomara and Hager Sido, team like Eugene Nagai defeat the GOA, that is Masa Hana Take, Raga Honda, and Shorta Ajino in eight minutes, 15 seconds, via Nagata Lock number four. Eight man tag team action, the Fudo Murderers, the Sado Brothers, Congo and Swama defeat it. Ran Anabe, Yoshitachi, Tagago Orma, and Shushiki, Shuji Ashikawaku. Ishiku Wakwa via backdrop 10 minutes and 47 seconds. Asusuke Oge retained the junior boy Togas Kaz Haishi 13 minutes and 5 seconds via Firebird Splash. In the main for the World Tag Team titles, Yuma Ogoi and Niramura winning the World Tag Titles away from the, tri- the champs, the Triple Crown, heavyweight champ Kendo Mirahira, and T- Takaya Normar via the full 22 minutes and 33 seconds to come the new world tag team champions. So that is all Japan. And there was another show, G7 vs. New Self, but I'll make that a separate review. I'm your host, Ethan Black. Thank you and have a great week. See you next week.